0: This episode is brought to you by Keeps. To receive your first month of hair treatment for free, go to keeps.com slash laser. studio long ago and far, far away. Hi, I'm one of your hosts, Chris Santista. Welcome to Laser Time, the internet's 18th leading pop culture show. Every week we choose a different topic, we grab ourselves, our friendly experts, we do a little research, grab you some stupid sound clips, and to tell you what this week's show is about, how about I let uh, one of Disney's new characters introduce the concept to you? Thank hey, you, Ralph Wiggum. Uh, this show will be about 20th Century Fox. Uh, if that's still a thing people recognize, a year from now you might not even recognize what that name means, but we're going to contextualize all of that, uh, show you what it did mean uh, before the Disney acquisition on this week's show. Hi, I'm one of your hosts, Chris Antista. Who else is with me?
1: i um, Diana Goodman, a subsidiary of Engulf and Devour. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: Matthew Allen, Vigigame Apocalypse co-host and doubly qualified as a former
0: Disney cast member, and Fox employee. Yeah, we got a rigger. But <laughs> well, that's, well, that's what I, I really love the idea of doing this, because when you pitched it, I forgot you work there. So we have a we have someone who actually worked on the Fox lot, and we have someone like Diana who can contextualize a, a little bit of what Fox's identity was throughout time, because yes, it may have been on a kind of downward trajectory in the last couple of years, but, but Fox is one of those studios that has stuck around through recessions and cultural I mean, changes.
1: Talking literally a hundred year history. Yeah,
0: man, it's 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 pretty nuts that they've been able to redefine themselves in every single decade. And if you look back, we could go through every single decade, and odds are you'd be able to recognize at least one film that the Fox Studio put out, even if you haven't seen it. Uh, but yeah. I, yeah, you know, so I heard something crazy. Um, so with the acquisition, you know, Disney now
2: owns everything. You know, in terms of Fox Searchlight and all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fox Searchlight Fox Searchlight has won four. Best Picture Academy Awards in the past ten years or something yep. like that. Mm-hmm. Disney before this acquisition zero. Guess how many best Picture zero. zero. So now they're acquiring a bunch of Best Picture picture, picture winners because really they never tried, had any before. I feel like
1: they tried it before with the the Weinstein's.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: Miramax and then, but then they didn't really get the Weinstein's with it, and
2: they everything. It's surprising Miramax had no Best Picture nods. You would have thought Goodwill Hunting would have gotten but that was just yeah. adaptation
0: right or yeah, screenplay. screenplay what what about Shakespeare in Love oh. it might be
1: technically under the Weinstein company no like, that didn't exist at the uh, time oh but it was co-produced the universal I think it,
0: it was but it's still technically right, uh,
1: Universal did the, the, mm. the uh, international releasing too
0: all right blame Polygon because that's where I got that but so, yeah but still like the idea that like Disney's never really shot for best picture and for the first time ever it has a crap load of nominees uh under its umbrella Again, it's very strange. I know a bunch of people throughout the week were posting that bizarre picture of like, "Welcome to the Walt Disney Company," and there is like a tiny picture of Mickey next to Donald Glover, Bart Simpson, a cricket team, Marvel characters, Darth <laughs> Vader, and like, if you are old, old enough as we, if you are if you are our age, like this is all kind of new Disney stuff. Like Disney has existed for. Almost 100 years by mining just the characters created by its animation company. It's very strange to see them acquire this much IP this fast. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think what the estimates are, it's going to 40% of the box office.
0: Wow. Something like that. Well, yeah. And and
2: one of the acquisitions was the stake of Hulu that Fox had. So now that actually might get broken up. Disney right now owns 60% of Hulu. Right, uh, and and they have their upcoming streaming service, and so that one might get busted up, and someone might make them divest some of those Hulu shares.
0: I I would definitely do that because I'm still not clear what happens to the Fox Network. I'm pretty sure they get to be a studio that makes television shows, but I don't know that they get to operate two affiliates.
2: Well, no, actually, I I have a, some of those yes. details, which okay. I, so what, okay. what I wanted. To- yeah, we're going to talk I'm, about that. We're going to talk about the the acquisition probably toward the end of the show. And actually, I thought of a fun game. If you get, are you guys down to play a little game at the end okay. of the show? Yes. Gonna play. Does Disney own this? And, and I will quiz you on lots of movies and shows, uh, past and present. And we're going to see if Disney now owns those or if they are still independent and not part of the mega. Hu- well, they're probably part of some mega conglomerate, but just not the Disney. Not 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 the mega mouse conglomerate. How's that? Yeah. All I right. mean all
1: all the big six what they used to be well getting into history a little bit there used to be you know the big six studios they're all owned by much larger companies now yeah. you know universal is nbc universal paramount's viacom wb is owned by at&t disney is its own thing columbia is owned by sony mgm kind of doesn't exist anymore and same with united artists and RKO. right
2: so right. But that's why this was such a big deal is one yeah. of the, one of the former
0: big six just went away. And it's this gone. doesn't
2: happen that often. And, yeah, And
0: more than I, likely, I think the speculation is on an economist level, what has to happen in order for other companies to compete with it, those, the, the remaining companies are going to have to merge too. If you look at the share of the pie that Paramount has, it looks minuscule now. It, is, it yeah. is like it is like 147th of the box office is now what it will command next to these giant yep. companies who have undergone massive corporate mergers. So, so my prediction there, is that Paramount will be the first studio to be gobbled up by one of these other companies. Yeah. Well, the thing there, though, is like
2: we, we tend to only think in terms of the big stuff, which is movies. And movies sometimes are this like showcase business that mm-hmm. these people have, but they have like all of these other businesses, right? So mm-hmm. Viacom owns CBS. And so on the television side, they're actually... They're actually fine. They're doing quite well, right? And Paramount mm-hmm. will produce some of those shows, but yeah, in terms of the movie business, Paramount is tiny. Very now, just a tiny little fraction. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, I should mention, yeah, Universal, while it's owned by NBC, Universal that is owned by Comcast, mm-hmm. and Comcast was trying to get its paws on 20th Century Fox. Yeah, before Disney, right, did. right, right. Disney That's... ended up beating it out. Yes. So we would have had a different, gigantic, ridiculous company.
0: Yeah. That would own everything. yeah. And adding yet another wonderful layer of silliness if you go to universal studios florida half of the park is now Disney. half of universal studios is now disney
1: properties
0: (sighs) yeah Uh, that's
1: god i didn't even think about the theme park stuff yeah
2: oh there well the theme park stuff i think is maybe part of where these conversations began because there's always been so much crossover Mm -hmm. so not to spoil too too much into the show later on but there's a whole avatar land
0: in a disney park yep the wow. the rumor is that that disney was not after the fucking x-men they were after avatar that's, The 5 prequels or whatever Avatar that's is. that's what they do. wanted because they had they they signed what i thought at the time was a moronic deal uh, for their theme parks even though i having been there and not ridden them but seen the lines for it the pe- people love it it's like the one of the it's one of the most technologically advanced things in the park but that's has nothing to do with it being avatar but uh yeah i think to triple Listen. down on that investment
2: you can pay fifty dollars and become a navi, Chris. Who would pass up that
0: opportunity? I, I bought the shirt. Ironically, <laughs> I got blue abs now. It's it's thank you. The shirt rules.
1: I plug my ponytail into things all the time for free at home. <laughs> On accident, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's the fridge door. Well, thank uh, thank
2: God you got that shirt, Chris. You had to retire the Captain EO shirt, so you yeah. had to have something to replace
0: it in your closet. Yeah, yeah, I you'd be. It's actually embarrassing how many shirts I bought at my last trip to Disney World. But to tell you what, we're going to get into the brief history of the studio, 20th Century Fox. We got we got our classic movie nerd, Diana, to tell, tell us a little more about their identity, bef- maybe before we were born and into the era of which we sort of forgot. And we got a former employee like Matt to tell us uh, about what it was like working there and what the lot was like in addition to a quiz. So why doesn't everybody just stick around for a little bit? It's time to talk Fox for probably the last time. Nobody knows more than me that we're all getting older, and there is some visual drawback to that. Of course, I'm talking about losing your hair. It sucks, and two out of three guys will experience hair loss by the time they're 35. Oh, to be 35 again. Anyway, uh, that is where keeps comes in the easiest and most affordable way to keep the hair. You have these FDA approved products used to cost so much, but now thanks to keeps they're finally inexpensive and easy to get got five minutes and 10 bucks. Hey, a hair loss solution is within your reach getting started with keeps is easy sign up takes less than five minutes to do just go to their intuitive website and answer a few questions and snap some photos of your hair a licensed physician will review your information online and recommend the right treatment for you and then will ship you what you need right to your door every three months what are they shipping me well keeps offers generic versions of the only two fda approved hair loss products out there some of you have probably tried them before but you've never gotten them at this price Keeps costs only $10 to $35 a month. I know I was paying more than twice that 10 years ago. Plus, Keeps gives you your first month for free. From experience, I can tell you that it's one hell of a deal to keep your hair. To receive your first month of treatment for free, go to keeps.com slash laser. That's K-E-E-P-S dot slash L-A-S-E-R. That's a free month of treatment at keeps.com slash laser. Keeps, hair today, hair tomorrow.
3: Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries, and more from the Laser Time crew? then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the laser time network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. But we
0: uh, were all ruined by the Leaving Neverland documentary? Hi, I'm Chris. Who is with me? I think we should take it off the air. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> should see it. At its core what's really disturbing about this is that it is a very typical story of groupies. Oh, yes. But everyone is six or seven right. years old. Right, yeah. Correct. And that's why it's because he made these kids fall in love with them, and then they fall in love, and he finds someone new, and he mm-hmm. fucks around with us. Oh, so no, but mm-hmm. like you're saying, it's I mean, so that, that's what
3: makes it even worse is that he had to jump through the extra hoop of tricking mm-hmm. the kids' families yep. you right. know, in order to, to win their trust. Yeah. And that just yeah. makes it so much more insidious. <laughs> Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday starting for just $5 on patreon.com/lasertime.
0: I'm told that's an extended version of the Fox Fanfare.
1: Okay, yeah, so let's talk about the Fanfare, <laughs> because this is one of like those nerdy things that just makes me so happy to yep. know about. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the 20th Century Fox logo is really the 20th Century Pictures logo? Yes. 20th Century Pictures was much in, in a lot better shape as a company when they, they basically bought out Fox. Yeah, in
2: we'll Fox. take a step. Let's talk about the, the, the history I, of, of 20th again, Century Fox. Again,
0: yes, I did that when AT&T, I think, swallowed Warner Brothers. We did a Laser Time episode, I'm pretty sure everyone hated, called Mergers, about mergers, and the fact right. that when you looked at 20th Century Fox, you're looking at a merger that is 80 years old? But well, for some so reason, we still acknowledge. In 35, in
2: 1935. So Fox... Films was was founded in 1915, and mm-hmm. some historians, if you ask when 20th Century Fox was founded, they will say 1915. Others will say not until 1935 when okay. 20th Century Pictures, as Diana mentioned, came along. Now, 20th Century Pictures was two guys, Joseph Shank and Daryl Shank and Daryl's Z- saying Joseph. <laughs> well, no, one, no one ever says his name on the lot, but this name I heard a ton because there's a theater name after him, Daryl Zanuck. So yeah, so Zanuck is and his son's super important. So, so they had some disputes and they left United artists over a stock dispute and they formed 20th century pictures. So then in 1935, the two companies merged and we got 20th century Fox. And then we get the fanfare, which I was joking with Chris before the show, I was trying to find stuff on the history of Fox. And it kind of says a lot about the studio and their identity that almost all the stuff of the history of Fox was just the history of the fanfare. Like the fanfare (laughs) might be the most famous
0: thing about Fox. Yeah. I was on, I was on a quest looking for just like historical documents. Like surely someone's done like Disney makes fellating documentaries about itself, like over breakfast. Like there's gotta be this thing celebrating 20th century Fox do yourself a favor and refine your Google search from 20th Century Fox documentary because then you'll just come up with 80,000 documentaries that m- were made by 20th Century Fox. Not about mm-hmm. 20th Century Fox, but it's one of those, those companies that have been around so long and is so big and so, it, it's sort of boring. There's no one person it's associated with. There's no one brand. It's, it, it, it doesn't really have much of a brand identity. Well, I'd th- say the one person was Zanuck. Zanuck. for sure. Zanuck,
2: I, I don't know how much you guys know about Zanuck, but He was classic Hollywood to the point of even the dark side of classic Hollywood. Like lots of documentaries made about the casting couch that he's famous for. Uh, So allegedly it used to be a known secret that 20th Century Fox, the studio would shut down at 4 p.m. And Zanuck had a different starlet every day that he would take through a series of underground like tunnels to his office and have his afternoon
0: tea let's just say, his uh, afternoon tea. TNA. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say it stood for titty, but Diana made a much classier joke.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sort of thing happened a lot. But yeah. yeah, even back 30s, 40s, 20th Century Fox didn't have as much of an identity as a lot of the other studios mm-hmm. did. Like yeah. MGM, big productions, musicals, color, sound, Warner Brothers, gangster pictures, grittier stuff for, you know working man type stuff and then yeah. everyone else is just sort of like Ehh. like their major output through the whole 30s was like charlie chan and mr moto pictures like dozens
0: timeless of <laughs> timeless <laughs> yeah, films
1: timeless <laughs> white guy pretends to be an asian and solves crime theater i mean
2: they things. did they had some stars signed so they had guys like tyrone power carmen miranda was signed a young Donna Michi, like not Battery's not included. Don Amici, that we got late in life, but uh, yeah, you know, and Shirley Temple, Henry Fonda, and then of course Shirley yeah, Temple was kind of the yeah star. the crown jewel was Shirley Temple. Like that's the studio. Well, that's it, I mean Betty Grable was in there too, but like yeah,
1: everybody you it. know
2: Shirley Temple movies made a ton of money for that studio in the early days. And The only yeah. reason, by the way, I know a lot of history is when you go to work there. They give you like a nice little art print that has like all this history stuff. And then you get shown like here is the history of Fox. There's also there was a Fox archive on the lot that was sort of like a library where you could go at any time and uh, check out anything they'd ever made and take a look at stuff. It was fascinating. Uh, No one ever had time to go, but it was amazing that that was like a resource of building
0: over for me.
1: That's really cool i would just lock myself inside um so the fanfare so the fanfare yeah. is written by uh, alfred newman who the mad is,
0: magazine fame just, yes i just yes
1: pause for joke totally
2: changes when you don't have the e in there
1: yeah different day. um and he is an absolutely incredible legendary film composer their big concert uh, recording studios named for him now so he just he wrote the fanfare and then that was just it's weird you know even for me when i watch old movies and it's 20th century fox and it's just it's the shorter fanfare because stop movie starts and it's like where's yeah. that where's the other part
2: right where's well, the other part the other part is the extension from cinemascope right in the
1: in 1951 when they introduced cinemascope like the the wide screen thing yeah. it used to be in movie theaters that the curtains would open to show you the screen Yes. and they added that thing so that the curtains would keep opening wow. and it's like it would open yes. up to regular size screen and of fanfare and then the next part da da da, da and it's still opening oh my yeah. god it's, Martha. it's funny
2: you mentioned they didn't have an identity because one of their early identity or part of their early identity was cinemascope this technology right. so at the time this is when like everyone had to have their thing right and so um there were all kinds of like projection systems that would require like three projectors and were ultra widescreen and what mm-hmm. cinemascope was it was basically a tech that they like mortgaged the studio to pay to buy this tech that <sighs> would look like it had a slight depth of field. It was the way the mm-hmm. lenses did where it kind of fooled people into thinking it was slightly 3D. And
1: it's more immersive. It, I mean, it is yeah. it's more like the shape that we're used to now. But it was a widespread. big deal
2: back then. It was one of those things where the every movie that was in Cinemascope like it so basically after the war Uh, theaters started to begin struggling and people were kind of fleeing theaters and they needed all these gimmicks to get people back in and cinemascope was one of these gimmicks but it worked and every movie studio including disney eventually put out some
0: movies in cinemascope and so they would yeah you got one donald Duck cartoon and it's uh you can see it as my instagram avatar that's from disney's first cinemascope cartoon
4: Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and and i'm some of the theaters showing that cinemascope i'm sure were the fox
2: theater chain which do you, are you guys yeah. familiar with the history of the fox theater well, chain I'm yeah.
1: I'm familiar with the history of theater chains in general right. which is part of the thing that drives me nuts with the consolidation of media it's like we used to have super consolidated uh-huh. media the the studios Hired everybody, paid them all every week, like a factory job. They made the movies, they distributed the movies, and they owned the theaters that showed the movies.
2: And and then the feds came in and And broke that up. And the feds
1: stopped that because they had a monopoly. Because if you happen to have like, I built a theater because I really like it, or this used to be a vaudeville theater, no one's coming to that, so I'm going to put up a screen. Well, you're fucked.
2: Yeah, and as part of that- They
1: intentionally fuck you.
2: As part of that breakup, Fox had to separate the Fox theater chain, which- the Fox Theater chain, there's there's not many of them around, mm. but they were always... Uh, there's a few in California. There's one uh, not too far from here in Burlingame. Mm. They're almost always built on like some... They have some unique architectural feature, right? So right. it'll be like the Egyptian theater or the Mayan theater, stuff yeah. like that, where they, they have some kind of architectural gimmick. But they're always like amazing historic theaters that many towns still support kind of as historic theaters to this day and in fact one of the places we used to do premieres for fox there's a fox theater right there in, in westwood like mm-hmm. in l.a and so it's um and i remember i was talking to the theater and one time and he was so proud he'd gotten like tempur seats and this is before <laughs> theaters had to like do stuff like that to bring people back to the theater once again like mm-hmm. this is a struggle that's been going on for decades with movies yeah. right uh and so yeah it's like they're just they're, they're gorgeous theaters. But they used to be part of that, like Diana said, it's like you own the content, you own the means of distribution, you own the means of showing these things. That whole chain, the feds were like, uh-uh, you can't do that. And then yep. they broke it up.
0: Yeah, that, yep. all those mechanisms were kept separate, even as as studios started making stuff for television. I think there was provisions that, like, these movie studios couldn't create television networks, so they, they couldn't put all their stuff on television as well. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, and so now Fox, nobody cares.
0: <laughs> now Disney gets to own two networks. And well, if it, Fox it, it, was kind of r- running along and they,
2: they were doing okay through like the 50s, and then we get into mm. the 60s. That shit is insane. One production, well, actually, it's a production that started in the late 50s. <laughs> and there's one production that nearly bankrupted the studio. And that production, Chris, why don't you cue up that, that sound for us?
0: Elizabeth Taylor as Cleopatra. Siren of the Nile. Her stunning beauty and notorious intrigue turned the tide of civilization. Sure and
2: did. nearly <laughs> bankrupt a movie studio. Oh
1: my God. <laughs> they it's, had
2: they had to
0: sell have up. there
1: not been like eight movies about just the making of Cleopatrax? Oh uh. man, not just like, oh no, look at Richard Harris. Oh no, they're making out and stuff. No, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the good stuff is, just, everything that went wrong, could, everything wrong. that could go wrong yeah did. it was
2: they changed the director yeah they changed the yeah. cast they, the main star wasn't elizabeth taylor when that first started that's how yeah. early that thing was in pre-production they changed their filming location uh yeah, that was the great. set that, had to be constructed twice
1: no that's the best <laughs> that is my favorite part the part that's like oh we're gonna shoot a roman epic in rome and egypt and all this shit let's go to england
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: the rainiest grayest motherfucking place in the world I, I, I think what? like their, their sets were made of plaster and they melted because of the rain yeah.
0: and I, I think me... wasn't this in production for like at least three years no no it, it was like I said it started early pre-production I want to say like late
2: 50s it was mm-hmm. it it was forever it was the most expensive film ever made to that point point.
1: and if you adjust for inflation it's still up there it it's really up there.
2: Yeah, it costs. Uh, sorry, the. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the box office. So, in terms of the cost, it was 44 44 million. That's with marketing. In that the would be 60s, to 300, 360 million dollars in 2018. Ugh.
1: Okay, yeah, that would be. And it up. and by the way, it, it earned there,
2: some money. Then it, it it earned 57.7 million in U.S. and Canada, which is about 472 million in 2018. It has the distinction of being the only film ever to be the highest grossing film of the year
0: and still run at a loss. Yes. Yeah, so. And then lose the I think it like what? not unlike you what you hear about like Disney movies like Fantasia, if there were a home video market, it never would have made its money back at the box office. But since it got to screen for years at a time, it did eventually make its money back.
1: Eventually.
0: Yeah. Eventually. Yeah, but at it, the time, well but the studio had
2: to have some drastic changes. So it, and by the way, it won four Oscars, so it got some recognition.
1: Well, and I think there was, I mean, just because the Liz Taylor Richard Burton scandal, yeah. thing, which I think people wanted to just go see that for curiosity's sake, which is worth it because their costumes are hilarious, <laughs> <laughs> and, and they spend most of the time arguing and making out, which is exactly what we expected. So. Yeah,
2: which, yeah. Oh my God! But uh, no, so it it was one of those things where where literally Fox was out of money. They had to release all of the stars they had signed on contract in, in order to help pay for the thing they brought oh so uh mm-hmm. kind of came back and is like you know what <laughs> during the course of the filming three different execs flew on location to fire liz taylor and all came back none of them could fire her. <laughs> like that's how uncontrollable she was
1: well and on top of that like she got pneumonia and she almost died you can see her tracheotomy scar in the movie yeah like yeah, yeah, she nearly
2: died. So it was one of those things where Zanuck said, you know what, fuck it, I'm taking the studio back. He installed his son, Richard, as president. Dickie uh, Z. So yeah, the new management, they seized the production, they rushed it to completion, they got it out. They completely shut down the studio, laid off all of the staff oh, at the studio fuck. to save money. They axed the move. The long-running, oh, this is one thing I, I lament that it had to go, but movie tone newsreels. Oh. Um, and, they, and they basically... This is where they kind of reestablish. I think it's an identity they carried up yeah. until today. They, it, they made a series of cheap, popular movies mm-hmm. that were easy to produce that they put out and that made them little money. They,
0: yeah, if you think of every, think, there, think of every Fox up. movie you've loved made in your lifetime, it is not a bank breaker in terms of production. It's not the most glamorous, high concept idea. It's 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 kind of an old idea reworked into something new. It's pretty nuts.
1: Yeah, I think that was a. An- that's an incredibly smart move to go with mm-hmm. like let's just do let's let's make it good but it's but cheap. Yeah,
2: yeah. but one, one of the not things not break
1: the bank on everything.
2: One of the productions that was sort of a casualty of Cleopatra was a little movie called Something's Got to Give. Oh. Starring Marilyn Monroe. It would have
1: been her she,
2: And that's what and, she was working on. And depending on who you believe, Cleopatra may have caused that production to get shut down or it could have gotten shut down because Marilyn got fired from the production of that movie due to her sinusitis, chron- mm. chronic sinusitis. Yeah. Um, where it was a thing where she got fired. Apparently, she got secretly rehired, uh, but they mm. hadn't started shooting again, probably because of the Cleopatra stuff where they had to shut down production. And then she was found two months later dead, where this would have been her last picture starring um, against Dean Martin. Like yeah. it was, it was like a killer cast you know and uh yeah.
1: yeah yeah and she was she they had helped make her a star she she was one of their big contract stars through the 50s right and right. stuck with her even through her many 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 problems some of them drug related some of them just emotional
0: yeah you know? and i really i uh, really do want to impress the story of like the decision to shut down the studio being an insane one because usually yeah. people throw in the towel but it's sort of like it's sort of like maybe I like my company. One of the companies I worked through went through something called a furlough, except they right. did that with Elizabeth Taylor and Marilyn Monroe.
1: <laughs> We're just <laughs> yeah, not
0: going to do what we do for a while until we can write this ship. And I think and all Dar- the
1: writers, the producers, the gaffers, the, yeah. the guy who drives a truck.
2: I mean, that was a story even when I worked there, they would talk about like the Cleopatra fiasco to, to the point where they mortgaged. The studio lot they basically yep. sold it to a different company that fox was paying rent to stay on the famous the century city lot there like that's
0: that's lot. what i was talking about that is it like a 200 acre complex if you know la you know what century city is that is former fox property that it sold off in order to survive during cleopatra yeah. And, yeah. And, and and much later if you've been to malibu creek park that's where one of my favorite Fox movies was filmed. Uh, that's a national park now, but it was where Fox shot westerns and sci-fi epics starring apes, if you know what I'm talking about.
2: Oh, yeah. really? Yes. Like, a, like a little something... Um, well, maybe, maybe this is a trailer for one of those sci-fi uh. epics, Chris.
0: A civilization where humans run wild in the jungles. And the superior beings are apes. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> and yeah, Planet apparently Apes, you can still find yeah. pieces of Ape City if you go on uh, hikes through that place.
2: But yeah, movies like Planet of the Apes and Fantastic Voyage kind of help bring them back, but there was one movie in particular that really was sort of like the symbol of no fox is back. And it's a very important movie to the point that there was a giant mural of that movie on the parking structure when you entered the lot. And that movie, Chris, was...
0: I know what your kids are saying, who cares about this movie? I am only now getting used to a world where this is not referenced in every single piece of pop culture minutia, (laughs) that this is not shown on television twice a year as an insane event. The Sound of Music was like, I think it's one of the most profitable movies of all time.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I think so. It was a freaking blockbuster. It was
2: huge. And to me, am I the only one that always sort of thought it was weird that it wasn't a Disney movie just because I was so used to Julianne as Mary Poppins? I just, as a kid, sort of assumed it was a Disney flick. And then when I went to work at Fox, I see that giant mural. I'm like, oh, wait, the sound of music is a Fox thing. And like, yeah. When it's you safe. go into like the studio store and they're selling DVDs, it's like a wall full of sound and music DVDs. Like, Dang. it's still a huge movie for people with kids because that's one of those movies you put on. The songs are amazing, and yeah. well, that, that it, is
0: that is the closest thing to a true identity I think that Fox has is it. It was was it responsible for most of the Rodgers and Hammer, Hammerstein musicals? Yeah, they they had a deal with
2: making film adaptations of of a lot yeah, of Rodgers and Hammerstein couple. musicals. They did yeah.
1: what South Pacific, I think they did mm-hmm.
0: and State, State Fair. Fair yeah (laughs) yeah yeah
1: yeah, it's amazing that after cleopatra and then like i said hello dolly was enormously expensive for a movie that really (laughs) shouldn't be and is clearly shot on the lot um that the that a a big-ass musical adaptation would bring them back right is pretty impressive
2: and wasn't hello dolly supposed to star julie andrews as well because she did like the stage production I want to say it was one of those things where
0: she then got sound of music and it and then Mary Poppins and it made it okay. Wow, that means I, that means Wally no longer has to pay rights to Fox whenever they air it.
1: That is true. That's true. Now oh my own God, Hello God, it's Dolly. One of those energy things. Maybe that's why they did it <laughs> so,
0: for a Wally sequel. They're
1: sick of spending the Wally money.
2: So that was one movie that had a mural on the lot, but another movie that really. Basically, like tripled Fox's stock price in the late 70s and really put them on the map as mm. a big time studio was.
0: Oh! Oh, it is, it is di- so,
1: it, before we even talk about anything, is, is it just me or whenever you hear the 20th century fanfare? They go together.
2: They go you're, together. you're
1: expecting like, you know, there's like a one in three chance Star Wars. Is
2: you coming you know why that is, right?
1: <laughs> I actually do.
2: So George Lucas required that before Star Wars, they used the CinemaScope version of the fanfare. Mm-hmm. And the key that Star Wars starts in B flat is the same key that's in the fanfare. And so they yeah. are sort of linked together. Wow. Yeah, they
1: run into each other yeah. perfectly, which is maybe the ti- one of those tiny, teeny upsides to the Disney acquisition is we could get. The 20th century fanfare back in front of uh, the where department. it belongs that was that was the was one the missing
2: movie. piece so disney yeah. disney owned every star the distribution rights to every star wars movie except star a new wars. hope right. because fox funded that movie and so they had distribution rights in perpetuity yeah. and so that was always like the one missing piece is that they'd gotten everything back because fox used to have all of the dvd distribution rights for the first six films mm-hmm. so the originals and the prequels and then disney eventually got everything except a new hope and so that's some more speculation of why this ultimately went down. Is it was like, well, we're kind of completing that puzzle, and now we can do
0: what it is, whatever the hell we want to do with Star Wars, because now we completely and wholly own yep. everything. Star. Yeah, Wars. to my knowledge, they couldn't even like everyone. When's it going to be remastered in four K? I'm like, they can't start with the original. They don't own it. It can't yeah. happen. It, and so it's 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 this is all really insane. I love the story of Star Wars. Just how many studios passed on it and bailed in Fox, even though. Uh, they put like what was it the the studio had to just sort of like I liked American Graffiti do whatever you want we'll write you well, whatever deal you want
2: after American Graffiti uh, basically they they okayed a budget the original budget was eight point two five million Jesus. and this was Alan Ladd was the head of the studio at the time uh, met with Lucas and Lucas the way he tells it is like he was more. Interested in signing the movie because he believed in Lucas. Like let more than he believed in the movie. He's yeah. like, huh. you, You're talented. You,
0: you're yeah, gonna that's make That's why something they left cool. him with a ridiculous clause that allowed him to own most of this shit and self-finance it.
2: Yeah, they, they gave him the sequel rights, which is how Disney ended up with those sequels and not Fox. Um it never would have so happened but, if not for that deal. There's a couple cool stories with Star Wars. I, you know what people have done the history and the oral history of Star Wars Ad nauseum, but there's a couple things that are particular to Fox that I think get overlooked. And so one is that the reason ILM was created and exists is because after they started shooting, George Lucas learned that Fox had shuttered its visual effects department. And so he didn't what? have a visual effects department. <laughs> so he had to create his own. Yeah. I just love that. Like yeah. ILM was would not be a thing if Fox had an effects department. And, and
0: he recognized the merchandising potential in Star Wars, even though the big merchandising craze in terms of like a sci-fi film all came from Planet of the Apes. But Fox was not ready to capitalize that in any way. So it happened so slow, again, in a much slower world, that within a few years of the second Planet of the Apes film, kids can buy comics and toys, and they never sold like gangbusters, because when the first movie was extremely popular, there was nothing. And Fox learned nothing in the nine years in between Planet of the Apes and uh, yeah. Star Wars. Didn't lock down those rights either. And that's that's one of those things, I think, that kept them from being the size of Disney, because they had the properties, they had the fandom. Yeah.
2: now, did you guys have you ever heard the story of one of the early Star Wars screenings that Lucas did for the Fox execs and then a bunch of his director buddies where it basically was like know, Spielberg, De Palma. So it was like the movie was pretty much done, but it didn't have um, his wife's editing. editing. <laughs> yeah, it, well, <laughs> it was it was basically just an early cut. He screened it. And out of all the directors in the room, they were just kind of like, meh, like Steve Spielberg was like, hey, you know what? This is actually pretty good. He was excited, but he's like, I think, you know, people were a little tepid because you don't have the effects in there, but the Fox execs loved it and they loved it so much. In fact, that they upped the budget to 11 million. So they gave him a few more million wow. to finish the movie Did and throw it
1: he, his wife to fix his movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that $11 million investment went on to make $775.4 million in
1: 77 money.
2: Yeah. in 77
0: money
1: god that's like a trillion dollars today <laughs> i know i still
0: want to point out because remember diana we were we were looking at stuff like this when we started 30 2010 because like what was it the year we started the number one highest grossing film was top gun yeah. and the second highest grossing was crocodile dundee yes and yep. you look yep. at it like crocodile dundee made almost top gun money but it cost two million dollars
2: yeah it cost nothing and, and the- so
0: song there's uh, not song of the south uh sound of <laughs> music uh cost eight million dollars and made 300 million dollars yeah. What do you consider profit exactly? Doubling your return—that's—that's uh, <laughs> yeah. that's uh, crazy. That's yeah. Well, this this movie did so well that, like I said
2: before, it basically tripled the, the stock price at Fox. But
1: yeah. oh, um, I just adjusted for inflation. Uh, what do we say about 770, 775
2: million, give or take? Uh,
1: that's about three point five billion a day.
2: Jesus. Which? How much did Lucas sell Star Wars for? Four billion. Yeah, it was about that. Less,
0: less than, less wow. than. Activision bought Candy Crush Saga's kingmaker. God, it's
2: just That's so what ridiculous. I don't get is Lucas like? He, he wanted out. Enough money. Yeah, he did not take. He, he could have gotten he more. more. He could have held out. Oh, and really? remember,
0: just for free, they threw. He threw an Indiana Jones, and they just gave him four bill. Yeah, they just rounded. Like right when they bought it, they're like, "We project we'll make three and a half billion dollars in Star Wars merchandise this year." I'm like, "Lucas, you moron!" Now, but what are you gonna do with that many billions of dollars? And what huh. Lucas did with it will, uh, I think, end up rewriting his legacy because he's it's really fun watching him use that money for charity and to stick it to rich people. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, he's been part. doing that for years up yep. in Marin. Uh, he
2: loves sticking it to the Marin locals because they always try to <laughs> shut down everything he ever tried to build yep. uh, to the point where he said, you know what? Fine. I, um, I don't need to get your approval to purpose the land for this. And he basically built low income housing like <laughs> where they were complaining. Yep. And he's like, yeah, there you go. Fuck <laughs> off.
4: Hey.
2: Um, but so I I was at Fox when episode three came out and Lucas had this interesting relationship with Fox because there's a lot going on when you, when you actually get a movie to market, then just making that movie or even just marketing that movie, um, distribution is kind of a pain in the ass. And so even back when I was working there, which was like 2004, 2005, Uh, Lucas was still utilizing Fox's distribution. They're like, okay, you're going to help us put this movie out. But it was this weird thing where like they had their marketing folks. They only needed us for some things. Like they had me, like I was working like uh, screenings and premieres and stuff like that. Where I, t- I think I've told that story on the show before where like I was working a screening in Westwood. Where I escorted like Jack Black to his seat as he's like humming tenacious D tunes, <laughs> and then I come back out of it, and fucking Obi Wan Kenobi is standing there, uh, talk, chatting with like the head of publicity at Fox at the time, um, and Ewan McGregor. And so I was like, "Yeah, this is a little bit of a surreal day for me <laughs> right now." Wow. Um, but but it was yeah, we it wasn't the full like when we would, like market movies and, and stuff like that. It was you would just kind of do like half of the stuff. Uh, because Lucas sort of they would gotten so big they did most of that stuff themselves like they're like hey we're gonna do our poster we're gonna handle our trailers you guys don't need to worry about these you know Mm -hmm. they
0: they knew what they were doing (laughs) and I think well I think that's that's the embarrassment about it is had they had they locked down Star Wars a little more I think they would be a much larger studio today and wouldn't have just been acquired yeah yeah
1: yeah Yeah. but with with the acquisition I know Star Wars was like the first thing people started thinking of and besides yeah, that minor thing of I would like the fanfare back. I want to see twentieth century Fox remain as a brand, you know, like Disney like had Touchstone or Hollywood pictures. It's it's a label that they released to under. I
2: think it will. I, I know probably. I know Fox Searchlight probably will.
1: I really hope they do. Because, because Disney they, doesn't have like Miramax. Right
2: so now. Disney lost their prestige label, right? Mm-hmm. With, yeah. with Miramax. And so they could use the Searchlight label. Yeah. Which by the way, well, no,
0: they could use the lights they- in the,
2: the fanfare. Do you guys know it? So I learned this when I was at Fox. What a lot mm-hmm. of people actually call those. Do you, do you know what like the real quote unquote name for those? Clegg? lights. Yes, yes those are actually kleeg lights. Look at, of course, Diana knew that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I learned that term. I'm like, what the fuck's a kleeg light? And it, that's a, a light that you use in shooting movies. It's like really intense, bright searchlight style yeah. thing. Uh, but yeah, so Star Wars, massive success. So big, in fact, that it kind of put a target on Fox's back. Mm. And they were acquired in 1981. Right. Wait, um, wait! Before we begins. get to
1: it, can can we please cue the Imperial March? Because I know. Who's coming. <laughs> okay, I got it.
2: <laughs> so yeah, Fox was sold for more than seven hundred million dollars in eighty one to two investors, uh, Mark Rich <laughs> and Marvin Davis.
1: I know one of those names.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at the time, they weren't just the studio. They their assets included Pebble Beach, like you know, like the golf course, um, Aspen Skiing Company, and then the Century City property on which the building was, was eventually built, I know it as Nakatomi Plaza, mm-hmm. uh, Fox Plaza was built.
1: Dude, does anyone call it Fox Plaza?
2: Even when I worked there, it was always like, I'm going to go take a meeting in Nakatomi Plaza. Fuck yeah. My That's exit nice. interview was at Nakatomi Plaza. I thought it was weird that they made me tie a hose around my waist and jump <laughs> off the building.
1: <laughs> For team building.
0: Yeah, we've, we've literally... We
1: just officially call it Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> we
0: taped your severance but, so you're back. <laughs> Good but luck You might
2: know job. Mark Rich's name because... He's an interesting guy Mm -hmm. that by 1984 had become a fugitive from justice, (laughs) uh, fleeing to Switzerland after being charged by U.S. federal prosecutors uh, with tax evasion, racketeering, illegal trading with uh, Iran during the Iran hostage crisis.
0: Uh, (laughs) Real hero (laughs) shit.
2: (laughs) This guy could be a Trump cabinet member, basically. Yeah. So his assets were frozen by authorities in 84 and his partner, Marvin Davis, bought him out. You know, it's like, well. He's not going to use them, uh, and so he bought he bought them out for it's estimated to be 116 million dollars. Uh, Davis then sold uh, the interest to Rupert Murdoch no! for 250 million, so he made a pretty little profit there 116 to 250 uh, in '85. And then David Davis then backed out of a deal. where basically, uh, yeah,
0: but News Corp. But owned. that's crazy that they bought they bought the Fox Studio for less than the gross of Sound of Music. (laughs) Yeah. The whole studio. That's very true. true, It's like Fox has weirdly like never been on sure footing, it feels like. Yeah. So then when I was there,
2: those were the News Corp years because those lasted up until... Well, in 2012, they sort of did a split where right. News Corp was their thing, and then they they said, "Well, there's the Fox Entertainment brands, and that's where it ultimately." They a few years ago they changed it to 21st Century Fox because they're like, "Hey, we're not in the 20th century anymore." Um, yeah. <laughs> but when I was there, there was it was there was this weird culture thing where so when you drive on the lot just picture you're driving on the lot. My building is on the left. So I, I'm in they called it the TCF building, the 20th Century Fox building. Uh, in that my buildings right, right backs right up against the New York set street. I was telling Diana, like I used to walk through New York Street on my way to work, oh, right? I go into the building. <laughs> uh, and then behind that is a giant mural of like Star Wars that the food truck used to pull up behind and that kind of thing. And then right in front of you is a parking structure. And you see the big huge Julie Andrews sound of music. Lovely. On the right is the news court building. Uh, And that's where, like, a lot of the TV folks were. And it was kind of a cool building in that the different floors had different Simpsons characters. So that was fun. Uh, But that was where, like, yeah, the evil overlords were, like, one of the stories would be. So, like, uh, Peter Chernin, who at the time was CEO of News Corp, he had a thing where he could pull up to his parking space and take a private elevator straight to his office so he would never have to see anybody to get up to... Yeah, his office sounds like sounds uh,
0: like a guy who everybody loves and does the right thing constantly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he was eventually ousted from from no. Coast.
1: <laughs> man of the people.
0: <laughs> so I think he's a
2: producer now. So, yeah, uh, but yeah, so who so isn't in this town for a long time? And then Fox kind of became many many different things, right? Where there was Fox Sports, right? There was Fox Television, there was. The 20th Century Fox, the movies, and then there was Fox News. But I mentioned something earlier that got sold off, Movie Tone. It's interesting that Fox has always sort of had the uh,
1: the, the film reels of the the news Mm reels. So that's where people
2: used to get their news back when sound was like this novelty. That's why Mm -hmm. it's called Movie Tone. Uh, In fact, Chris, I
0: think we have a couple there if you want to queue up one of those. News on the mark. No, it's not from Citizen Kane. Um, pretty much <laughs> is. I mean, and, and the one that's called. Uh- I got it. I got it.
4: Ted Barrow speaks for the world champions, then stands in awe as Gehrig, visibly too moved to speak, summons the strength for his brief but stirring valedictory.
0: The throng, seemingly aware of some dramatic climax, sees manager Joe McCarthy present a silver trophy, a token of esteem from Gehrig's own teammates after
4: which the Iron Horse is prevailed upon to step to the microphones for a brief and final word to the crowd. Today, Today, I consider consider myself myself the luckiest luckiest man man
1: on the face the the face of the earth.
0: Please enjoy my disease. Thanks Gary Cooper. <laughs> I mean, the <Lou>
2: Gary. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh yeah, and then those those the movie tune reels were those things that you're picturing. It's like, yeah, news on the march and they had mm-hmm. this like awesome like cavalcade of music that would come in. It's like But I'm I'm just kind of reading some names of the old uh movie tone clips, Uh, and it's funny how Fox News changed over the years, because what I'm reading here says, America condemns Nazi terrorism. Boy, Fox (laughs) News has really done a 360 or 180 on
0: that one. (laughs) It's profitable now.
1: There's a lot of fine people (laughs) who just hate all the other fine people, Matt.
0: We've done our research, and uh, Jews aren't the ones buying my pillows and waterproof flashlights, so it doesn't really matter. (laughs) 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 Oh yeah. So seriously, yeah, watch like watch Fox News it. with the sound off and drink every time the a miracle flashlight commercial comes on. That's what's advertised on that channel. It's ridiculous.
1: Good because <laughs> I'm hoping you're scaring off all the other actual advertisers because they don't want to be associated.
0: Whatever. I, I can't believe Next you have so I much.
1: Janine says something horrible about black people.
0: What's your problem with Diet Nazi? <laughs> So yeah, there was
2: there's definitely a corporate culture <laughs> issue at the Fox Studio during the News Corp years where it was like you have this weird kind of Rupert Murdoch, the conservative side stuff over here with News Corp, and then you had Fox, which is still like a movie studio, right? Where like you know, it's very progressive mm. and
0: uh No, in addition to Fox movie. Fox Searchlight and like the idea, I think they it was just reported the division that makes movies like a movie like The Hate You Give which you I, I didn't see, but I saw the trailer for a lot this year. That division is now closed down. But if you think that's the same corporation in charge of Fox News that's also going to shine a light on police shootings in a teenage African-American community, how the fuck were those part of the same company? How did they go to the same company retreats? How did they eat in the same lunchroom?
1: That's true. Yeah, it looks like Fox 2000, which is, yeah, their yeah. little mini yes. indie arm that's gone in searchlight. Searchlights around
2: around and Fox two thousand, yeah, is gone. But it's funny you mention how they eat together in the
0: corporate lunchroom, Chris, because I'm picturing a fucking Mad magazine drawing, like right now, an Al Jaffe. drawing. (laughs) Tucker Carlson (laughs) eating next to Bruce Willis, eating next to Macaulay Culkin.
2: Uh, I mean it got to the point so in 2012 um, and this is kind of the setup for the acquisition so Murdoch announced that News Corp it's going to be split into two publishing and media oriented companies so there was just News Corporation and then 21st Century Fox which they operated Fox Entertainment Group 20th Century Fox all the you know TV all that the studio side right and so they're two separate entities and that is sort of the setup for the Disney acquisition which we will get to right after the break
0: Thank you for listening, good people. Are you warm enough? How are your feet? Woohoo! this episode is brought to you by Bombas, baby. Bombas, a sock that has been carefully crafted to improve on years of sock complacency. The Bombas people spent two years in research and dev in order to give you a better sock at a better price. Who wants to think about getting socks? I know mine are covered with holes and I have to throw them out on too regular a basis. But the Bomba socks have advanced blister protection for your heels and a technology for helping stocks stay up so you can avo- avoid those creepy run and sock guards. Even better for every pair you buy, one pair is donated to the homeless. And that's a good thing because socks are the most requested items at homeless shelters nowadays. Bomba's offers you 100% customer satisfaction guarantee. And should you have any problem, Bomba's will send you new socks or provide you with a full refund. Hey, maybe you'd like to get started right now and get 20% off your first order, and you can do that by going to getbombas.com lasertime. Once again, that's getbombas.com lasertime to get 20% off your first order.
3: Is the world of today getting you down? Well, then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies, TV, games, and more 30, 20, and 10 years ago this very week with our show 302010. Here's
0: a clip from 1999. Uh, anyway, on the 26th, praise the elevator love letter.
3: Say it in a teenage girl voice. Derek proposes! Ah! Oh! Oh! Show me, show me, oh my show me! God, a yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Who's Derek? <laughs> Patrick Dempsey. Oh, McDreamy? McDreamy proposes. Oh, so you want to got that. To Meredith. It's a big deal.
0: And for The show for is still Grace. on. <laughs> yeah, and the show
3: is still on. Still on. And it's he's actually on. Yeah, he's dead now.
0: <laughs> I mean, not really. No, no. <laughs> but
3: yeah, Derek's dead. Jump into the past with 302010 every Thursday on lasertimepodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Five, four,
0: I, I, as someone, look, guys, you've listened to this show. We all like pop culture very much. I can't get to the bottom of Rupert Murdoch wanting to split up his assets in between, like, news and sports and some of the most revered properties of all time. Is it, and I think about it too much, and it's like, is this a really. Dull decision made by a boring man Or the shrewdest decision ever Like why would I hire writers with things that might pass or fail When I can hype up any regular Sporting event or news story I want With those script writers Just It's all entertainment isn't it mm-hmm. It, it yeah. bums it bums me out to think about it that, that somebody out there who is supposed to be an expert In these things found sports and news To be more profitable than making a Cool Aliens movie.
2: <laughs> well, Fox was also founded on reality television, so that's another area where true. production costs is a lot less expensive, and you don't need writers. That is well, true. You sort of, do well, need No, you call them producers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then you don't have to deal with
1: Writers skill. That's right.
0: And then you get that's and yeah, just, just to. That's Yeah, just a. sorry for the dire soundtrack, but this acquisition really scares the hell out of me, and I, I honestly can't tell you why, because the reality is none of us have ever seen a artistic merger of this size in our lives oh
1: god no and
2: well
0: yeah it it should scare some of us so i am a disney
2: fan i'm a did I'll, I'll admit i'm a disney fanboy. like no, i, worked, I dude, i've defined I, like, myself as that
0: throughout before. 10 years on the podcast it doesn't mean anything anymore to like what the disney company puts out it means but nothing that, that's the thing is is i normally would be like well no they're they're a great company no one has
2: anything to fear Until I started seeing all of my friends' posts who still worked at the studio and saying goodbye. Um, Because as one big result of this merger, I think it's an estimated 4,000 people are losing their jobs in some capacity. Yep. Mm Yep. Um, and let's talk about how we got here to the merger. So, on December 2017, uh, Disney, the Walt Disney Company, they announced plans to purchase 20th, 21st Century Fox, which we talked about in the last segment. Was founded by Rupert Murdoch splitting his assets. Right. Yeah. So it's they offered everything that's
1: not news and sports, pretty
2: much. Sort of some sports. We're actually going to get. We'll talk oh, about geez. yeah. Uh, so <laughs> they, they offered 52 billion with a B. Uh, and then on May 2018, Comcast came in and said, "Well, actually, we want to offer a cash deal for $60 billion." Uh, That June, Comcast officially announced it it would do a $65 billion all-cash offer. Then in July, Comcast announced it was was dropping its bid uh, in order to focus on a bid for Sky. So then uh, later in July, Disney and Fox approved the merger between the two companies because Disney countered with a $71.3 billion offer. So that's how much Disney bought Fox (sighs) for. Uh, The deal was completed March 20th, 2019. Uh, And so basically 20th Century Fox will continue to use its name and logo under license from the Fox Corporation, 21st Century Fox's Mm -hmm. successor. Uh, And then, yeah, on on March 21st, one of kind of the acts fell on a lot of people where um, Disney announced it was already shuttering Fox 2000, which was
0: one Uh of the studio labels. Uh, for yeah. Fox, for, they
1: made Love Simon, and it was adorable.
0: Yeah, I think right. I think it, it was the one that sort of focused on more entertainment for young people. And Disney's like, right. I think we know what young people want. <laughs> yeah. So here's what Disney now
2: owns in terms of the corporate structure, and then again, we'll do the quiz at the end of the show. Okay. Hold on, hold on for the quiz okay. with the actual the fun stuff. But uh, so they own 20th Century Fox Film Corporation, that includes. Well, actually, no, I, 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 I want to tease this later. Okay, so they own 20th Century Fox film. Um, they own uh, Fox Animation. Mm-hmm. They own Blue Sky, Blue Sky Studios, makers of oh. Ice, Age Ice Age and robots, movies like that. And My Rio.
0: movies are now theirs.
2: They yes. own Fox Family. They own Fox Searchlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, they owned Past Tense Fox 2000, because they already shut that. They own Fox Television Group. They own 20th Century Fox Television, which is the production arm of Fox's TV. I
0: mean Dis- uh, Disney own- has
2: owned the Power Rangers twice now? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so, yeah. They own FX Networks and oh, FX Production. Right. They own National Geographic Partners. Mm. Again, that's, that something- that's the
0: weird one when you go to Disney's website, because it's like right next to Captain Marvel. It's just like, that's just Donald Glover. Do you mean Solo <laughs> or Atlanta? What are you talking about? They the- own um,
2: Fox Networks Group International. Mm-hmm. They own now own a 60% stake in Hulu, which wow. again, people think will get split up because that is a huge conflict of interest when they're launching Disney plus. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so now they own two giant streaming networks. Uh, I don't know. Um, and then there, there's a bunch of international stuff that we probably don't see how big it is, but they own star India. Yeah. Uh, they own now like a 30% stake in Tata sky, which is a big international media conglomerate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so with Fox Sports, now what they own there's all the regional Fox Sports stations. Right. There's Fox Sports One and Two, which that stuff's still owned by News Corp or the this you know the new Fox Corporation. Which so basically, Fox as a TV channel still exists. That and they're, they're going to keep
0: their name.
2: They well, that's the, the Fox TV channels though. That's still Rupert Murdoch's company. So the people airing all the shows mm-hmm. that's still Murdoch. Even the Fox
0: affiliates, the network affiliates.
2: Right, right. Um, But, and then Fox Sports, the international one, or the big station, so Fox Sports 1 and 2, that is still News Corp. But but things like the Yes Network, which is, like, I guess where the Yankees air, it's it's like a regional Fox Sports, (laughs) that is now owned by Disney.
1: Okay. I knew that the regional sports stuff was confusing everything, because, like, Brazil had to approve some of this stuff, and Mexico had to get involved. It's
2: so confusing. And when I was (sighs) trying to figure out who owned what for our quiz there are some things that i i could not find an answer to i'm just like i don't fucking know who owns this thing right now like it's too confusing like so so cops is a great example right I'm cops not. is a show that aired on fox right. but it was like this weird joint production with like the fox tv channel network which is different from like the fox yeah, network and it's
0: probably like suffered 8000 acquisitions by
2: now yeah and it it already had like four production studios that were all like it was a production partnership mm-hmm. thing and so it's like i don't know who owns cops but cops is glorious someone needs to own cops and bring it back
1: do i own cops <laughs> you might own cops should we call them and say i mean do michael's I
2: michael's wandering around in the street with no shirt on so that's like an yeah, episode of cops
1: that's true
2: <laughs> so i wanted to talk real quick i worked there before they got bought out so now fox is owned and and yeah all my friends from this studio were kind of most of them are losing their job because unfortunately i think a lot of people that are going to lose their job in something like this it's like marketing teams and admin basically everyone that's shared amongst productions right the actual like production folks they'll probably keep their jobs if disney wants to keep a lot of those productions running right because you get you got to have people work in the sets you know and so those people and most of those people it's like kind of a contract thing anyway and they're also a lot of them in unions and so (laughs) there's some protections there um but yeah it's it's unfortunately like a lot of the people at the studio side that are kind of the marketing folks they salaried folk jobs yeah um but so i worked i I worked in fox 20th century fox theatrical uh in like 2004 2005 and what i did basically i worked on the digital marketing team so we did all the websites and it's so funny because at the time we were like this small little arm of the total publicity machine but now if you think about it like where does anyone get most of their movie news it's online right and like like there's only one or two like print publications that are still out there operating like whereas we were kind of the niche at the time like oh you just deal with all those websites talking about movies and it's like that's all
0: that talks about movies now <laughs> it's like does that mean does that mean you worked on the fat albert movie and met bill cosby i did work on the fat albert movie i did not <laughs> yeah. meet bill cosby <laughs>
2: I've told you this story, I think, on a laser time before, Chris. Mm-hmm. I sang Christmas carols with Keenan as part of a local Fox affiliate Christmas commercial. Wow. We went to a local tree lot in Century City, <laughs> and they made us put on, like, scarves and stuff like that because it's L.A. in the winter, so it was perfectly warm and fine. And I was singing Christmas carols with Keenan and the Fat Albert gang on a Fox
0: affiliate. You do a good job, <laughs> Matt. That can't and get me fired, right? right? keenan's super nice in person
2: he's amazing yeah he's the best he's one of the goodens but yeah that's that's the kind of experience i have and so i i just thought i'd throw out a few of those weird fox stories you don't don't have a
0: lot of i remember like one time i was talking shit about fox on a podcast and you like dude i like
2: (laughs) why are you talking all this shit about fox it's where i started my my career in entertainment like that was my first entertainment job and and you have
0: positive memories of working there and being part of that group
2: it was one of my favorite experiences uh, at any job I've ever had. Like I was trying to, I, I was trying to just do like a Facebook post the other night, and I found that like I just had too much to say, and so it's kind of I reached out to Chris. I'm like, hey, we need to report, record a podcast about Fox. He's like, huh, and I'm like, I just got a lot of stuff to get out, and it's the only time I can do it now because unfortunately, a lot of this shit's going to be gone, right? And I'll and now I can't get in trouble
0: for it because it's all gone now. So. ha, <laughs> he's Um,
1: gonna sue you only the biggest company in the world
0: (laughs) i have a feeling the hr department at fox is one of the first let go in these layoffs yeah so yeah working on on a studio lot
2: is really fun and really cool especially for a guy in his like early 20s right and so life on the lot would be you know you'd get there and and it's a lot of kind of you know what i was doing i was a coordinator and so i'm like kind of an errand boy a lot of the time right and so it was hey matt can you run and get us lunch for this meeting over here? Or, hey, Matt, can you go do this? And so one of my favorite things to do is I would grab my friend Damien, uh, who's still my friend to this day. He's actually my guitarist for Tim Man Walking, Uh, And he, we would just get in a golf cart because golf carts are a real thing on Studio Lots. And yep. we would fucking just run all over the studio lot to the point where there's a couple times where like the carts ran out of batteries and I had to like push a golf cart back <laughs> to like the parking thing Pass past like and a we,
0: past like, we, a, like a like a tableau of camels and <laughs> <a> movie <laughs> yeah, crane.
2: pretty much because pretty much, yeah when, when you're on that lot there's just those like giant giant like filming you know like basically airplane hangers where, mm-hmm. where they're filming stuff you know and and yeah um so I want to talk real quick, another thing that made me think of working at Fox, unfortunately, a recent celebrity death, Luke Perry. Mm-hmm. Oh, right.
4: So hey.
2: I met Luke Perry when I was working at Premiere because I had to escort him and his family down to their seats. And there was a lot of stuff like that. But so well, what movie? It reminded me that there's like a hierarchy of movie premieres. I don't know if you guys are aware. Of. I am not. So if you're like a big movie, you'll get like a real premiere with a red carpet and stuff like Usually somewhere in Westwood because it was close to Fox and they had like a lot of old historic theaters and it's a really fun, you know, f- to go. And there's this big, there's always the you know, crowds of UCLA college kids going to see and stuff like that. And so it's a big ordeal. If you have a smaller movie, like let's say mm, Martin Lawrence's Rebound. <laughs> your premiere is on the studio lot at the, uh, the Zanuck Theater because right. that's what you're getting. Uh, and so, if you're a mannequin
0: would, two on the move, your premiere is on the on the lot.
2: If you are Garfield and Bill Murray wants nothing to do with the marketing of the movie <laughs> and won't do up for the premiere, your premiere gets to be on the lot, and that's where, like, I think I, I walked that time. It was Luke Perry and then Lou Diamond Phillips were also there. LDP. With <laughs> Uh yeah, but the rebound one I think Chris, I've told you that story where like I was working the post party because they would still do like a party you know yeah. after the premiere and um one of the publicists didn't didn't recognize one of the stars of the movie oh no uh, uh, David Putty uh Patrick Warburton <gasps> and oh, I had no. to say oh no he's How okay he's in the movie and let him into the VIP area <laughs>
0: do you know who the fuck I am. I- <laughs> And that's the thing,
2: to his credit, he's so nice and sweet. He did not do that whatsoever, <laughs> and I had to do that on his behalf. Wow. Um, guess another movie uh, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. Or Alien vs. Predator. Uh, Alien vs. Predator had its premiere on Paul the Thomas studio. Anderson, like, I'm sorry, it P.T. What's who's which? I get him
0: confused. Paul, so Paul W. S. Anderson. Anderson. Paul W. S. Anderson. I, I always get him confused.
1: <laughs> I want them to swap movies one of these days, though. <laughs> that would be great. Where alien versus predator is just like phantom thread, but with an alien and a predator.
0: Yes. Paul yeah. W. S. Anderson does the straight to video inherent vice to Requiem in, in all the movies that star
2: his wife, right? It's yeah. just all the Resident Evil stuff. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, AVP was definitely a studio lot uh, premiere, but some of the bigger ones, like. Um, I got to work the iRobot premiere, Ooh. which is not a huge movie, but mm. I remember it was a big deal at the time because it was – I think it was Fox's – Well, so Will Smith had done Independence Day. Right. And then he'd and gone MIB. off and done some other stuff with other studios. And then it was like his sort of like return to being a big Fox summer flick. Uh, right? okay. uh, and so the iRobot premiere, the, the reason it was like a big deal is it was like – this was at the time where Will Smith was sort of buddying up with like Tom Cruise, mm. and it was, hey, rumor has it that Tom Cruise might stop by the premiere to see his buddy will Smith, and sure enough, Tom Cruise, with his quote unquote riding partner buddy on their motorcycles, <laughs> did stop by that premiere. Wow. yeah, uh, so that one got a big premiere. Mr. and Mrs. Smith was one of the oh, most fun for me God, to work because ridiculous that was sort of the really open secret during the filming of that movie was brad and angelina uh, and this is the time where Brad was still married to Jennifer Aniston, right?
1: We're coming full circle with Cleopatra, <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, so that was the thing. Everyone knew they were sort of hooking up, but at the premiere, it was like, Hey, um, they have to sort of arrive separately. And the thing was, like, I remember I like, opened the door for Angelina and she got out, and she's just as beautiful in person, and it was amazing. And then you see Brad Pitt, and he is way more beautiful in person. I was like, <laughs> Oh, get out of the way, Angelina. I do <laughs> this guy, Jesus Christ. Uh, just super handsome, super charismatic, like looks like a movie star. When you see him in person, you're like, Jesus. But the fun thing about that one was like all the, so at the party, all like the little secret stuff. So like JLo was in attendance, but it had to be like a secret that like JLo was there. And so I just remember like, Hey, hey we can't talk about like JLo was
0: here at this party. And I'm like, who the fuck cares? Right. What? JLo uh, f- is- famous talent show judge, Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> Yes, uh,
2: that and that was the party where I went out front to help something with the door and I look over to my right and Oliver Stone was just standing there like waiting for a cab or something like that. <laughs> I was like, you're all these." That is
1: always the weirdest part. I've had a lot of different celebrity sightings even though I've never actually worked in the movie industry. Just being around L.A. some some point or another, you end up just like double taking someone like oh, yeah. walking down the street. Is that was it? are you and then wait am i staring oh yeah. no i shouldn't stare i mean so make glance the, again wait that's the thing is nope, i went yep. to college in la yep. okay no that was meg ryan okay cool i went <laughs> to college in
2: la and so this you kind of got used to some of that stuff happening like i don't know if i've ever told the story where i almost ran over dustin hoffman i was like driving through hollywood did he say i'm walking <laughs> here <laughs> the fucking i'm walking here scene oh, i almost God. hit him in the crosswalk no. and was, <laughs> i almost killed dustin hoffman too bad his career was dead already, at though.
1: Oh, Snap. Uh,
2: so, Chris, you always talk about who's the last remaining movie
0: star that you said are one of the last. Denzel Washington, Tom Cruise, and I can't really think of anybody else. So the Man on Fire premiere was definitely yeah. in West. Wing, and
2: Denzel is definitely a movie star. Like, mm-hmm. dude had just charisma coming out his ears it was insane like he's walking the red carpet and just flashing everyone a smile and i'm just like this guy's amazing like one of the last true movie stars um i oh robots was fun we did a it was in westwood we did a carnival the forgotten ewan mcgregor robin williams uh animated And so I we were we got to go like play on all the rides before everyone before the premiere was over and everyone like came in, into the amusement park because we had like set up a private amusement park for the celebrities to come over after the premiere. Damn. And I turned to my right and I see this like older gentleman with a beard just talking to like the head of publicity at the time. Uh, and I look and I do a double take and I went, oh, that older gentleman is Robin Williams. And he is just this quiet kind of not mm-hmm. not the Robin Williams you see on TV no. whatsoever, just like stately, quiet gentleman just kind of looking around at this carnival like what the fuck have I gotten myself into here but (laughs) oh man it was just that was that one was cool and then one of the last like kind of big things I was involved in um walk the line Mm. walk the line was cool because we did a lot with the Johnny Cash estate and there was like a Mm. lot of like cool concerts and stuff they got to go to I still to this day in my man cave have the movie poster which do you remember who did that poster no Um, Shepard Ferry did the art for walk the line so, I have a one sheet Shepherd Fairy hanging on my wall that I have like all my guitars and stuff up in the man cave. And that's my little Walk the Line tribute there because I love Johnny Cash and yep. I love Shepherd Fairy. So, yep. why not? Um,
1: so, you're saying that even though it should have, Walk Hard did not ruin Walk the Line for you? <laughs> it
2: did not. Because it did not.
1: it's completely destroyed for me. Walk Hard is such a good <laughs> I, mean, it's I so think
2: I probably get them confused in my head if I, th- I probably do mix up <laughs> scenes. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, kind of hard not to. Um, But yeah, Life on the Lot was kind of cool. So I talked about all the old buildings and the murals and stuff like that. Like, you're just surrounded by cool Hollywood. Um, But then there's, like, the cafeterias. And what was cool is, like most studio lots have this where they'll have like subsidized employee cafeterias so that you know it's incentive like hey don't leave we're gonna pay for half your food and so it's really cheap to eat right Mm -hmm. so I would always see like this was the time where there was like a show on Fox Sports that like Tom Arnold was the the best damn
0: sports show show period.
2: (laughs) period with Don Sally and so every day, we'd like run into Sally in the employee in like the cheap employee cafeteria with with Tom Arnold. <laughs> then there was the nice cafeteria, which is where all the execs ate, which was more like a restaurant sit down style. Mm-hmm. And that was the time where like I was so I had left Fox and I was with a video game company, we were doing a license game. And I look I, I go to say hi to my old president uh, of marketing. And I'm as I'm shaking his hand, I look over to my left. And I say, Oh, this guy with the sideburn. This is fucking Wolverine. Wolverine is right here, and I'm shaking <laughs> hands in front of Wolverine, and I look like a dick because I'm like not saying I just I'm I'm ignoring him because I'm just saying hi to my actual friend who's like sitting next to him. I had no, if I would have known he was eating with Wolverine, I would not have stopped to say hi. He was eating with Wolverine. Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. So and then and then of course yeah the the trips to get coffee at the bottom of Nakatomi Plaza that was always cool. Every every time I went, I thought of Die Hard. You can't help but think of Die Hard when you're there. Um, and then of course, there were just some celebrities. So, we talked about like, yeah, Sally, uh, Tom Arnold, Jaleel White was like always on the lot, <laughs> like, we <were> just <laughs> but, but cutting Sonic the Hedgehog dialogue. What's he doing? I mean, he must have been right. It was like, I well, I think he had a show after yeah. the Urkel years. That's that he impossible. Was yeah, no, yeah. He
1: did. I remember.
2: Um I like
1: to think though that he's just figured out that like if you are holding like a file folder and walk with purpose, you can go anywhere. <laughs> so, so he just maybe lives there. And anytime someone asks him a question, he can just like grab a cup of coffee and be like, Oh no, I have to go.
0: Yes, yeah, so I was so- um here on a special mission. Um, got any cheese? So-, <laughs> <laughs> so um one of my first movies I worked on when I was there was Dodgeball.
2: And oh, I think Chris one. I told you this story is um one so we were doing the junket and the you know most junkets are like at hotels off site or whatever mm-hmm. and one of these
1: you should probably explain what the a, a press
2: is. junket is just basically right. a day where reporters come and they get to meet celebrities and they sit down and it's just a day full of free questions.
0: promotion for your movie in exchange for reporters being able to meet celebrities yes yeah uh, but or like
1: if they got an exclusive what three minutes four minutes yeah. they get maybe where it's like yeah every time you see some of the, it's like Here's Brie Larson. She's sitting right in front of like a big cardboard background that says Captain Marvel yeah. on it. Anytime
2: and- you see someone sitting in like a black yes. room with a movie logo background, that's during that the press meme junket. of
0: Ben Affleck growing more and more depressed at the DC that premiere. A that's a junket.
2: <laughs> and that was because like, I was so identified when I saw that when, when that meme happened, I'm like, that's because junkets are fucking 12 hours of answering the same questions. Yeah. I'm sure he was super bored and super sad, but not because he was, <laughs> But um, so I but part of the junket thing is you get to see some celebrities and how they are in person. And Mm so uh, we were doing dodgeball. And so Ben Stiller was there and then his wife, Chrissy Taylor, Mm -hmm. I think. Melody from Hey, Dude. Yes. (laughs) Sally Sitwell from Arrested Development. Like one of the journalists wasn't going to show up or something. And they were like ben needs a full table otherwise he's gonna like get pissed off like they were afraid to get pissed off that the journalist wasn't going to show like they they didn't have a full table of of journalists right Mm -hmm. whether or not that was the actual case no one knows but they were like matt you need to fill in i'm like what do you mean i need to fill in they're like you need to be you need to pretend you're a journalist and sit at this table and just ask questions and like you're doing a junket so i had to sit and i was I don't even know what website I said I was from. (laughs) I was just like asking Ben Stiller random dodgeball questions. It was stupid, right? Um, and then that was, yeah, then they brought in Chrissy Taylor, and I'm like, oh my God, she's just like gorgeous in person. But I'm like, how can her frame support her skull? Because she was like the skinniest person I'd ever seen. I was just like, this is like dangerously thin. Mm. Um, but yeah, so and then then the other thing we got to do for dodgeball is I got to be a referee. We went, you know, at the K, you know, K-Rock Weenie Roast. Right? I know K-Rock Chris, weenie do you know what the I weenie don't roast know? Is? It's, it's like a summer festival that uh, 106.7 K-Rock in L.A. does. It's just a music festival with like up and coming bands. Yeah. And it was always traditionally at Irvine Meadows, uh, which is kind of Orange County. Anyway, so it's this big festival and they have a bunch of stuff to do outside of the concert. And so we went to promote dodgeball. And we set up like this full-on dodgeball court at Weenie Roast, Uh and we had to be referees. Which you want to talk about getting a bunch of drunk high school and college age drunk Smash
0: Mouth fans? I'm guessing what?
2: Dodge competitive dodgeball.
1: All right, how many broken noses?
2: Yeah, there was a lot of that that day. Mm. (laughs) It was like,
1: dude, I hit you in the nards.
2: So that was that was a that was a rough day actually
0: love it when um, diana says nards
1: no
2: and, and then the last story I'm, i can tell this now because everyone involved is dead um
1: wait is this story cursed
2: no maybe
1: <laughs> um, i mean
2: maybe there is a girl crawling out of the computer screen i'm gonna right go now. put
1: some salt Ooh. in my pockets and then tell it okay. this story
2: involves steve jobs you sure you want to go maybe so this was when um <laughs> steve jobs was this was before disney had bought pixar mm-hmm. what? and this oh, was, oh
0: but like post Toy Story, like somewhere in between Toy Story 2 and... Right. Okay. This is
2: when Disney basically had like a distribution deal to do Pixar stuff. And they're, and basically, Pixar was sort of threatening, we're going to find another studio to distribute our stuff. And as part of that, Steve Jobs himself wanted to go check out the various studios to see, well, would anyone be a good fit? Hmm. And so I just remember it was, hey, we have to clean up and get the floor ready. Steve Jobs is going to do a tour. And... It was literally like we had to be on our best behavior. We had to make sure everything was spotless and clean. And sure enough, I'm just sitting there working. So where I, you know, I was like coordinator. And so I was just outside my boss's office, like had like a desk basically in front of her office and I would answer the phones and I would, you know, do stuff like that. Uh, I'm typing away and then I look down the hall and I see this huge entourage of people led by a man in a black mock turtleneck and jeans. Just walking the hallways, Um, so yeah, he was just kind of there doing his spot check. And did you have
1: to like take all the non Apple computers and hide them?
2: So funnily enough,
1: Uh (laughs) I was one
2: of the few people that had like a Mac at my desk, and they were Uh like, "Play that up, like here, make sure that's really prominent. Be working on your (laughs) Mac when he
0: comes by." (laughs) So yeah, get
1: those zunes out of here! What the fuck?
0: (laughs) I don't want to see a single Tandy.
2: So, yeah, I, that obviously never happened, but it was just like so wild to see like this big, uh, for lack of a better term, like a, a cult of personality uh, walk by. And it was like, yeah, he he really did kind of have this presence. And
0: uh, I mean, most people yeah. do when they're followed by 18 other people with other yeah, presences. Pretty much. Pretty
2: much. Uh, you know, cool enough though, you know, who else had like a similar presence and had like a similar entourage was drew Barrymore. She was there with her production company. Yeah. Drew means fucking business, dude. This was when she was, remember she did that movie with Jimmy Fallon about the Yankees. Uh, yeah.
0: I, I don't hate it. Fever pitch.
2: Fever yeah. pitch. Yeah. This was like around that time. And it was like, no, drew Barrymore is fucking badass, dude. Like she's not taking shit from anybody. So, uh, but yeah, so that was my Steve jobs story, which is very appropriate. It's a good transition into the Disney acquisition because ultimately, obviously, jobs went with Disney. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: You guys ready to play a game? Would you like to play a game? Yeah, I'd like to play a (laughs) game. Okay.
1: I'm scared.
2: So the way this game is going to work, Diana and Chris, is I am going to read off the name of a franchise of a property. This can be movie or TV or it can just be like an entity Mm -hmm. that maybe went over in the acquisition Mm -hmm. and you are going to tell me does Disney own this thing or not? Mm-hmm. If you are right, you will hear this sound. Yippie Kaye, Mr. Falcon. <laughs> Fox does own because that, course, yes. Because of course, with the Disney acquisition, it has to be wholesome. We have to have the TV edit of Yippie Kaye Motherfucker from mm-hmm. the Die Hard series, oh, which so there's there's a gimme. Right. Disney now owns Die Hard. Well,
4: yeah.
2: Yippie Kaye, Mother Falcon. Uh, Mr. Falcon. Uh, yeah, if you me, get David. the if you get the answer wrong you will hear this sound.
1: Oh! What's
2: that from? <laughs> I do it's a show called like- Bob's uh, Burgers.
1: Or oh, from Bob's Burgers,
0: okay. <laughs> Another fine Disney product. Yeah, well, yes, oh, you Jesus. are looking ahead. So yes,
2: if you, if you get it wrong, you will hear our friend Homer Simpson, uh, now owned by Disney, uh, will, will call you out for getting it wrong. So are you ready to play? Does Disney own this shit? Yes, I'm ready, I'm ready. This is a film franchise from the 80s, starring Steve Gutenberg and a bunch of
0: old people. Cocoon? No. Cocoon. No, uh, Disney does not own that. that no! Is... No, what? That's not an Orion joint? <laughs> Cocoon was a Fox joint. No! Disney now owns Cocoon. Is that where where a 39-year-old Wilfer Brimley plays a, an 80-year-old <laughs> man on the verge of death? <laughs> right? <laughs> he has to get in an alien pod to regain his youth. Yeah, if, if you uh, think you look um, bad for your age, look up Wilford Brimley's age during the, the filming of Cocoon. Yeah, and hopefully reverse some of the, the beatus, the diabetes. The, the, the,
2: the bitus. I've um, had the bitus
0: for so many years, it turned me into a human walrus. The bitus. Let's see.
2: <laughs> a little movie that uh, surprised a lot of people at this past Academy Awards, mm-hmm. starring Freddie Mercury and Queen. Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay, Bohemian Rhapsody.
1: Hmm. I, think, I think that was a Fox movie, yeah.
2: yippee ki yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. That
4: was
2: a Fox movie, yes. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, yeah. Good, because it's terrible.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I did not care for it.
2: Um, we already talked about, so they own the first six Star Wars movies. Here's, right. here's one that... So, I will say this. The movie version of this trio
0: of singing chipmunks... So, oh. but not the animated one from 87. Not the animated. The oh, CG, the live-action live CG blend. Alvin and
1: the Chipmunks.
0: That is a Fox joint, I think. Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Balvin. That is a Fox movie. Hold on, let me, let me see if I can get through it. We have the Chipmunk movie, uh, The Squeakquel, uh, Chipwrecked, <laughs> and then Road Chip. That's the tetralogy That's right. of Chipmunk right. CG right. movies.
2: And they all make a ton of money. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised uh, if Disney doesn't re- resurrect it. what's J- I mean, Jason Lee's doing nothing, right? Come on. Well,
0: that's, again, I I think of all these acquisitions, and then I think of the Chipmunks, which is still like this mom and pop owned thing that's not owned by Fox at all. Like they'd have yeah. to license it from what is it, the Bagdasarian <laughs> films or yeah, whatever the, it is. That's,
4: that's why <laughs>
0: I, I made sure I said the movie mm-hmm. the movie version because yeah, the Bagdasarians ultimately I think own. Yep. The rights yeah, to the chipmunk. It's it's that's why the the show aired on the Viacom channel. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Before we get to the next one, uh-huh. I think we need to address the elephant in the room.
0: Dumbo. That's a Disney, <laughs>
1: Disney No. But the first thing that came up when Lucasfilm was bought by Disney and now it's all in-house, are we going to get the 77 theatrical cut Star Wars on fucking Blu-ray? No. I no. want it.
2: No, I don't think we will. I, Ever?
1: You don't I, think it'll be an option? Because it's actually an option on one of the DVDs, but it's like not widescreened. It
0: it's, a, okay. it's, it's a laser okay. transfer.
1: Yeah.
2: I, I heard a reasoning behind this, and it's basically like, I think it's, yes, if Disney finds a way, if, if, an, if the demand is high enough there for people wanting to buy. No, I'm sure Disney there's
0: another movie people are demanding mm-hmm. more be recut back to its original form at Disney.
2: But does, no. didn't some of that stuff get destroyed in the process, though? Were they like, they
0: like wrote over originals and
2: stuff? I don't,
0: I don't think so. Besides, the, the there's already edits out there that do the exact yeah. same thing, and it's Disney should special. own that footage.
1: Mm. Yeah. I, I have bootleg copies of the specialized editions, which. Mm. Look like really clean versions of the VHSs that I remember as a kid. Mm. And when I told my friends that I have options, that I have that, the people who asked me for copies were all parents. Oh. They wanted their kids to see the version they saw without that Jabba the Hut CGI crap on it.
0: Yes, none of the exact same sequence repeated with the same dialogue. Why is that in the fucking movie? <sighs> all right, so here's here's the next next one. This one is an entity.
2: So, uh, we talked about the historic landmark the 20th century
0: fox lot at sensory city mm-hmm. uh-huh. does disney now own the lot no oh. no it does not they sold that off because yes I, yeah. I was right yeah fox was just leasing that lot. so right. disney now will pay a lease on that lot. no so disney they, they or fox sold that off because of cleopatra <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right. But, yes yeah. um so
1: they could just stop paying rent and all lose, right uh, lose all the bills
0: so here we go uh how about we mentioned them earlier when we talked about movie tone? Well, how about this, Matt? What movie can you watch to see Century City featured prominently? Yeah. You get a question. It's a hint, it's a Fox movie. Hint, it's the fourth movie. Hint it was remade as the first movie in a recent trilogy. I'm so
2: confused. Uh
0: huh. Hint it's probably the only Fox movie anybody wants to everybody thinks I'm gonna talk about, but I haven't talked about it much. Oh, Planet of the Apes. That's for, well. Which Planet of the Apes, friend? Which Planet of the Apes? Can, oh, can nobody uh, name the fourth uh, Planet of the Apes? Escape from Planet of the Apes. You're so very not close. That was never the name of any of the films. Damn it! <laughs> I don't
1: know. Uh, shoot, it's not language. <laughs> it's. I always get them confused after the second one. It's tars- it starts.
0: It's beneath, and the third one. Uh, Is actually Escape, sorry.
2: Yeah. I was like, like, I'm not making that name up. Jesus.
1: But then there's like the unofficial, like, made for TV ones. Yes.
0: Featuring titles such as Treachery and Greed of the Planet of the Apes. Right. Fear
1: and Loving Planet of the Apes. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh. (laughs) It starts with a C.
1: Oh, Conquest. It's Conquest the Planet of the
0: Apes. Hit that Yippie Kaye button. Yes. Uh, go. Yeah.
1: That's the Mr. But, but that's that's oh, nice. that,
0: That's the second best original Planet of the Apes movie, and it's featured it's all in Century City. Like it's it's awesome. It's a bloodbath <laughs>
2: it's all around you guys Century City. Good. I, I need to get a little trickier with you. Here we go. So we we know Marvel, Disney owns Marvel. Uh-huh. And now a big part of this, like this is an obvious one. So they are getting back Fantastic Four. They're getting back the X-Men. Right. They're getting back a ton of stuff. Now. With this transition, and Chris, you've talked about it, so you already know this one. They're not getting back Spider-Man. Spider-Man's still sort of on lease from Sony, oh, right?
4: right, right. right. Mm-hmm. They're
2: not getting back Hulk. Again, Hulk is still sort of on lease from Universal. Okay. Uh, but are they getting the rights to Submariner back? I know this one.
1: Has Submariner ever been in a movie? No.
2: He has not. So... Doesn't, doesn't have to be in a movie, though, for a studio to option the rights to a thing.
1: Oh, so someone's up. Op- I'm gonna go no. Then I think you're implying that someone has already optioned the rights to Submariner, and then when and they didn't get that back when they bought Marvel. Yeah. Actually,
2: no one really knows who has the rights right. to Submariner. <laughs> what? They're sort of tied up in this weird legal limbo, yeah. and so you're technically right in that no, okay. Disney doesn't own them yet, or they don't know if they U- opt-
0: Universal has the rights to a Submariner movie. But uh, I think at some point in the comics, they made him an honorary X-Men slash mutant, making.
4: Yeah, yeah,
0: and so it, it's really
2: cloudy Alright, i got to get a little little harder for you guys So, I will give you a little bit of backstory for this one uh-huh. At some point Fox Got distribution rights to DreamWorks animation movies Uh-huh So, does Disney now own
0: How to Train Your Dragon Yeah, I would think so Yes No yes. No! no, they do not own those they rights They don't? don't are... To the best no. Dream DreamWorks film?
2: No. They ultimately um they got a permanent I think Universal signed the permanent distribution or the latest round of distribution for Dreamworks. Oh, wait.
0: What, no, of course. No, Disney didn't acquire Dreamworks, of course that sticks with Universal. What was I thinking? God damn it. That sticks with Universal. Um okay. So let's talk about
2: let's go a little bit. Oh, okay. Here's one. Here's stuff you might not expect. Um do you guys remember the reality television show starring the Playmates, the Playboy Playmates, living at the house. the Girls Next Door. Girls Next Door. Girls Next Door. Door. Does Disney now
0: own the Girls Next Door? (laughs) I would say yes. As Truman Show orphans, they own them. All of them.
2: (laughs) Disney now owns the rights to the Girls Next Door, the Playboy Show. It's amazing. Really? Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, Talking about stuff you wouldn't expect Disney to own, how about, hmm, does Disney now own the rights to... One of the longest running television series out there. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yes.
4: Yeah. Mr. That's right. Oh,
2: the
1: crossovers do. that could happen now. Yes,
0: they absolutely oh do. Oh, my God. And I just, uh, I just want to point out, because I know it's not on your list, because no one our age would think of this Disney now owns one of the most aired television shows of all time, MASH.
2: Mash, it's on my list. Oh my it, I, I don't have the. You, you're you're missing the stars. You don't see the stars. So I didn't put those on there. That's why you're not recognizing <laughs> it's on there. Uh, Sorry. How about this? Does Disney now every every Christmas season we all yes, get around? And we home watch alone. We watch Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Does Disney now own Home Alone? Oh. Yes. Yippee ki Mr. Falcon. Yes, Fuck. Disney
0: now owns the rights to Home Alone. Yes.
1: Yeah. Oh, jeez. So, I feel like this would have been easier if it's. Does Disney not own
0: this? That's what the game is going to be from here on out. Uh, looks yeah. like, yeah, just Ethan Hunt, and that's about it. That's the only thing Disney doesn't own. Uh, how about this
2: one? It's a classic around Halloween. People dress up, they go see it live through movies, the Rocky Horror Picture
0: Show. Ooh, Diana, that one's for you.
1: I, I vaguely feel like that was a Columbia film, but I feel like. Okay, I'm going to say no, but I'm probably wrong. No! Oh! oh my Disney God!
0: Rights Are you and- kidding? <laughs> Disney owns the the merchandising right for Doctor Frankenfurter. That's one of the. <laughs> yes, they do. They absolutely <sighs> do. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. No. I mean, so. <sighs> Anyway, that's the end of the game. So, so, so that's I, I that's that's, that's why the acquisition bums me the fuck out. And, and, and cynical people, including myself, like there's Fox layoffs happening. Yeah, with the non-creatives, fuck marketers. Like, no, that means fewer people uh, to promote fewer things because they'll be making fewer things. And things like, I don't know, did you want to see a Rocky Horror remaster? There's someone in a division somewhere who can't work on that because they now have to split their time by remastering iCarly. And, yep. and and Here's the the idea of, of Disney owning Disney owns the Simpsons, Bob's Burgers and Family Guy. And so for the last few years, I've been predicting Futurama would come back. Not under D- Disney ownership, I wouldn't. Why would they care? Yeah. Yeah. No. So
2: let's let's go down. There's just some highlights here. So now they own every Star Wars. They own Avatar. They own the rights to the Avatar prequels. They own Alvin and the Chipmunks, Cocoon, X-Men, Deadpool, Logan, Fantastic Four, Planet of the Apes. They own the rights to all the Die Hard movies. Independence Day, uh, Alita Battle Angel, which just came out and did Big Box Office. Disney owns that now. Anything James Cameron, by the way. James wow, Cameron, like, had yeah, the partner. Yeah, they
0: own the Abyss.
2: They own Ice Age, <laughs> one of the biggest... Animated movies that was non Disney, like one of the yep. highest grossing series worldwide. Disney now owns that. Uh they own The Sound of Music. They own The Omen, the movie about, <laughs> <laughs> about Damien. Uh they own Night at the Museum. I was talking Ben Stiller earlier. All those movies do wow. huge box office They yeah. could they could remake those. They own both Alien and Predator. They own Fantastic Voyage, one of my favorite sci-fi movies. Yeah.
0: They own Home Alone. They own Speed, fucking Keanu Reeves uh, and Speed. Yeah. They own they Buffy own the Mrs. Vampire Slayer. I I can't get it. and and again. I saw all your, your Disney the new Disney Princess memes. The idea that Disney owns the actual best princess, Princess Buttercup, that is now <laughs> a Disney princess. They own Kingsman, the new like I love oh, the Kingsman man. films. Those fucking are Disney. Movies. <laughs> they own
2: Big. Big was a 20th Century Fox movie. Uh, the Disney owns that. They, they own, own the Sandlot and Disney <laughs> owns fucking Borat. <laughs> wow. By the way, this is a movie we all probably thought was Disney or should have been Disney growing up. They now own Anastasia, like the yep. one animated film right. back in the '80s that could hang with Disney and 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 taking a
1: fucking run at Disney
2: they, and
0: and Ferngully.
2: <laughs> they own a fucking Cronenberg. They own The Fly. Yeah.
0: And and, yeah. and, and it, I was going to ask you my to, to list some of your favorite Fox movies, and you've listed a lot of them: Home Alone, Die Hard. Those those are the Fox movies of my. Um, since I've been born, Planet of the Apes, but a couple that I just thought were weird. Like, yeah, Disney owns Point Break and There's Something About Mary. Yeah. <laughs> Those yeah.
2: Are- a lot of the Fairleigh Brothers stuff, actually. They own yeah.
0: now. Uh, they own
2: American Horror Story. There's now a Disney uh, ongoing wow. concern. They own The Shield. <laughs> King of the Hill. Disney owns King of the Hill. What? Because everything that was Fox
0: Animation.
2: Oh. Disney-, Disney owns The X Files now.
4: Yeah.
0: Oh geez. Disney Agent Scully Archer. is now Disney Princess. Disney,
2: Disney owns Archer, Bob's Burgers, I mean H. John Benjamin uh, now. Excuse Owens me by Disney.
0: All the Bundys, Al Peg, yeah. <laughs> Bud and Kelly. <laughs> Um, uh, this is
2: us a really popular show running i think mm-hmm. on nbc disney now owns they modern here's a weird one <gasps> so modern family has been on abc forever but that was a 20th century fox production so now disney both owns that and airs it on the station they own.
1: Uh, i am looking through 20th century fox films to see uh-huh. what else there is and uh-huh. i have found the best one okay fucking disney owns zardoz now
2: <laughs> zardoz
1: <laughs> the did penis you, is evil.
2: Did you just reverse sort alphabetically, and that's how that, that popped? Yeah, did, uh, did, no.
1: But also, Young Frankenstein.
0: Uh, yes, I, Young Frankenstein. They own, owns, they own Office Space and uh, what was I going to say? Fight Club. Office Space and Fight yeah, Club. Fight now Club, Disney movies. Office Space. They own
2: The Shield mm-hmm. because that was an FX thing. They, they own, own Blade, the
0: series featuring
2: Sticky Fingers. Here we go. Here's here's what'll take. They own Empire. Here's what'll wow. take them down. Not Empire. I'm sorry. Yeah, which which is the one that's on Fox, right? Empire. Now. Empire. Empire. Uh, here's the one that'll take them down. They now own the rights to Louie. So that's going to just oh. take them there. It's going to wipe the network out. It's fine. Wow.
0: They own Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. They can
1: 95 <laughs> shock treatment, which yeah, cuz they yeah. own uh, Rocky Horror. They yeah. can it's restart
0: uh they can restart the Jumper series if they'd like. <laughs> <laughs> but that but that's oh,
2: one last story. Speaking mm-hmm. of Jumper, that's isn't that Hayden Christensen? Mhm. So I forgot to tell my Comic-Con story where I met Carrie Fisher backstage. What? So we were there promoting Fantastic Four and the upcoming Star Wars Episode 3. Mm-hmm. And we were, they were, like, doing a panel on the main stage, and I'm backstage, and I see this woman standing there smoking cigarettes with Hayden Christensen. And I went, oh, shit, that's Princess Leia. Princess Leia is in front of me smoking cigarettes with
0: Hayden Christensen. <laughs> yeah. God, I would have loved, loved to kill myself with, with Carrie Fisher. That would have been great.
2: <laughs> no. No. Oh. That's all I got in terms and of. The technically, Fox
0: the only only distributed Dragon Ball Z: Battle of the Gods, but they were this close to owning Goku as well.
2: I, I you know, I had it. I considered that one, but I wasn't really sure. Yeah, who had those rights? Other I'm than yeah, the sure, it's mark. not Fox.
0: You have Wait,
1: big trouble in Little China. Don't yeah. they own the, the live action best Avatar? Thing Goku.
2: They own Romancing the Stone. <laughs> Someone please remake Romancing the Stone. No, I please love just re-release
1: movies. it. Yeah, that's really totally good. That movie's freaking really rad. Good. I love it. Yeah, It's oh,
2: really goddamn good. So much of our childhood. I'm. We're just at this point quoting stuff from our childhood now. So Yeah,
1: pretty you know. much. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, I focus a lot on movies from like 88, 89 because that's what we talk about on uh, 30, 20, 10. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we have Fabulous Baker Boys coming up and The Abyss.
2: I'm wow. just, yeah, The Abyss.
1: And Weekend at we Bernie's. These are all Disney movies so, now. So,
2: um, I'm begging you. <laughs> I mean, Diana can see me. I have my hands right here. I'm in prayer position. Uh-huh. Disney, please, please, please be good stewards of some of these beloved franchises. And please, no, be better
0: stewards than Fox was to
2: some of those franchises. Yeah. No, they Make won't my heart be great again,
0: Disney. Yeah. Do you, do you remember when uh, I, I tried to come up with this list of movies, Dis- live action movies Disney has been released on Blu ray that were made before the advent of Blu ray? So classic Disney live action movies. And it's like Peach Dragon, Mary Poppins. Hey, did you like the Ugly Dachshund or Sammy the Way Out Seal, or, or any of these other weirdo Disney movies? You you might be fifty years old, a baby boomer wanting to see released. They never did. They never did. Whereas Fox was like since the beginning of VHS was like very very open with its catalog. I predict it'll get worse, and maybe not in, the, in a streaming world, but uh, it, it's ridiculous. And part of it, yes, part of the driving force for this, I think, was that they wanted more a more diverse catalog for Disney Plus. Because they've been selling all those things on home video for so long. Who needs a streaming service? I already have a streaming service where I activated all my codes for Disney Blu-rays. I don't need to subscribe to anything. Until someone gives me the Criterion collection of Blackbeard's Ghost starring fucking (laughs) Peter (laughs) Ustinov. Uh, Disney has
2: not taken care of their live action catalog. You're right. They haven't. They
0: haven't. The there's place. there's no Blu-ray for Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. There's no, like Fly the Navigator. I got by procuring it through Brazil because a company released it on Blu-ray there. They didn't bother here. Uh, there's no uh, there's Who Framed Roger Rabbit and not not a whole lot else. I think I counted like five to ten movies that live action movies that Disney had released on Blu-ray. They made the Love Bug. They made all these popular movies that my parents loved and they never released them ever. So, like, I I don't know. I feel very strange about this. If it weren't for the the optimism of streaming, I'm not sure what they would fucking release.
1: So, you said that they have Avatar and they pretty much have everything James Cameron now, right?
0: Not everything. Not Terminator.
2: Well, Titanic is a weird one because Titanic was was co-produced with Paramount.
0: Paramount. They do have True Lies.
1: but Fox, only, and then it was getting so expensive that basically they brought in Paramount. To right, and
2: so there's a couple of those, and so with those you kind of go with, well, who had the home video distribution rights? Because someone that they, they, usually they'll just ne- negotiate one studio will get that, mm-hmm. and so Fox had that one. Fox has Fox, though all the to- Titanic DVDs, that's Fox. And again, they have <laughs> True
0: Lies. Disney also is your sole owner of Taken. <laughs> <laughs> God.
1: God.
2: <laughs>
0: Ugh. Jesus, this is ridiculous.
1: Well, they own the imposters now, which means they're still going to bury it. No one's going to see it. And that's one of my favorite movies now.
0: They said for Disney Plus, they were going to open up all of their catalog, no restrictions. I can't imagine that means a lot of their more racist stuff that belongs in the vault and maybe not for showcase to everyone. But hopefully that's what this means. Like, Diana, would you subscribe to Disney Plus if it opened up the vault to Fox stuff from 1935
1: and on onward? Yeah, probably would.
0: I think a lot of the they stuff. Yeah,
1: over a fucking barrel. They're holding Mr. hostage. I mean,
2: you can imagine they're going to prioritize some of the family stuff. So I, yeah. I guarantee those Shirley Temple movies will be treated right. right. They'll probably mm. see some releases because yeah. market those to kids. The fucking uh,
0: Rio movies probably treated like golden gods.
1: Hey, Rio okay. <laughs>
0: right. Really? Yeah. I don't think I've seen a Rio
1: yeah, movie. Yeah. I've only seen the first one and it was okay.
0: Okay.
2: Get it confused with Madagascar. It's like uh, all I that generic animation. Yeah, yeah don't anyway. Care about. Nah. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. yeah. Well,
1: uh, so I did read some things people saying like, OK, so what is the upside to all of this for everyone who's not Disney? And oh, like the only argument please. that I've seen is like, well, maybe maybe Paramount and uh, Columbia and all, Warner Brothers and all them will kind of go back to what we we're talking about as the earliest 20th century Fox model of no big gambles. But, you know, solid investments, smaller, solid investments. So maybe. The other studios, instead of you know trying to throw three hundred million dollars at some sort of big crazy thing, we will throw fifty million dollars at a series of smaller, more independent-minded, artsier things. Mm-hmm.
2: Bring me a sequel to Electra. Do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and,
0: and also, and also, like when I was, and I
1: think that that is super not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> no no well, never that's, that's ever not what happens. bet no. that hollywood is going to start investing less money in things that are not well, sure
2: so i mean that that was disney live action in the 80s with touchstone touchstone was yeah. like
0: cheaper to make movies yeah. that that were hits honey i shrunk the kids who framed roger rabbit yeah
2: yeah mm-hmm. or even stuff like was it uh, down out in beverly hills what's the one i think was the, it was yeah, hollywood
0: definitely. pictures but it was a disney studio
2: right okay yeah, so yeah. they that that those were the bets that like Eisner was placing back in the '80s, and actually did quite well for Disney live action at the time. And so mm-hmm. maybe like I think that is that has sort of been like the one common identity of Fox since the Cleopatra bankruptcy thing, which is like, hey, we're gonna make these smaller movies that are that have. They're basically you're, you get to place a lot more bets, and they won't all hit because it's still mm-hmm. movies, right? And so, like, it might only be one in every ten movies that actually is profitable. But in that business, it's a hit-driven business. Like that movie will pay for everything else. Yeah, and there's yeah. still
0: there's still like ninety other cable channels that need shit to air. So like, it can't all be Disney stuff, you know? Well,
1: yeah, I just I, I hope other other studios start basically looking at what Fox, Fox Searchlight's been doing mm-hmm. because how much money did Little Miss Sunshine cost?
2: Like nothing. nothing,
1: nothing. For, I don't know. Forty million dollars? Tops.
0: How much movie did how much money did Napoleon Dynamite cost? Yeah. Like nothing. Yeah,
1: exactly. I, and I,
0: that's right. The the post-credit sequence cost more than the whole movie, I believe. Disney exactly. owns the Napoleon Dynamite animated series now. Wow. And the movie. That's a Fox Searchlight yeah. thing, yeah. Yes,
2: it
1: is. But yeah, seriously. Look I mean, go make the next Juno, kids, because Juno's owned by Disney now.
2: Yeah. It is oh uh, shit.
1: <laughs> That's right Yeah, so is Choke
0: <laughs> Oh, that's right, because it was directed by uh, Agent Coulson
4: yeah.
0: And he's, he's there too uh, some...
1: shame. Oh no what? Shame Disney um, S- Magneto's dick
0: Sweet They now officially own every part of Michael Fassbender, including the Bender well, yeah, yeah, And the Assassin's Creed movie That was oh. a Fox movie Oh, no yeah man oh, on fire, Passion of the Christ that helped distribute <laughs> uh, the transporter Disney oh my God it, we could go on forever it could go on yeah. forever, but like I think the only the, I don't see a lot of positive stuff to this because having been a fan of Disney and I don't know how I feel about this I'm a big Simpsons fan I think we talked about this a few like a year ago the Talking Simpsons kids that the idea that like um Disney. Disney made Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck cartoons for about 30 years and then stopped and merchandised them and kept them in the zeitgeist forever, but only in the form of merchandise. I think Disney will quickly cancel The Simpsons and find ways to keep them relevant in ways that are more merchandise-based. There's some people who are very uncomfortable with that idea. I'm not one who watches The Simpsons regularly anymore, so I don't know how to feel about it. Uh, On the the other brights, on the brighter side, maybe, um, I think Fox has squandered a lot of its franchise potential for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. I think it has ruined a, a beautiful franchise like Aliens, Predator, and Alien versus Predator. I think someone should put a stop to any more diehards right now, period. Um yes. But I do think if you're going to move forward with, with Alien or Predator, you're not going to have Ridley Scott like, Fucking getting to do whatever he wants, regardless of how good it is. You're gonna have someone like Disney overseeing this franchise and we might get something crazy. Can you imagine the Disney that Disney machine behind a rated R space horror movie with the fucking xenomorph? That could be great. (laughs) That's what I say to that. They'll find a way to get all the cast back, even the ones who died on the way to Alien 3. <laughs> uh, it. I don't know. I think they. I think Disney knows they'll throw enough money at a problem to make a every movie gets a B for the most part from them, and mm. that's because they are the triple A movie producer at this point. And what has happened to the Alien and Predator series is a fucking travesty. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm about middle of the road. I'm. I'm hopeful for certain things. Like I'm not a naysayer with this thing. It, it's. And I've gotten so used to it with the big corporate merger stuff that it's like yeah eventually we're just eating our own ass and it'll just be right. one giant
0: corporation that owns everything. It'll just be the media corporation. Yeah. Um, How do you think but, Disney yeah. will display the title in its streaming service of Freddie got fingered? Just curious. <laughs> 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 just
2: curious. Right. Oh man. But that's the thing. I, I think what Chris was saying earlier, like a lot of the stuff that's like not a sure thing or stuff that like disney might not have time to care about probably won't get made anymore
0: yeah, but it's like, I, I love it, I, but it's like just- i love uh, i love point break point break is a weird favorite of mine um it's hard to see disney mounting a production a story of a couple of surfers you know a cast of eight not based on anything but also like that is the kind of stuff disney makes a lot of the time stories about surfers we can still yeah. get small movies Maybe with the R slant, I just don't know how they're going to go about that. But if they can do everything else like Star Wars and Marvel, I think I think we can trust them uh, to. That what I really hope is that they bring back the Fox logo because mainly with Star Wars, it's really odd not having any yep. noise or a logo in front of something. Yeah,
1: yeah. I it wouldn't surprise me at all if they keep 20th Century Fox logo mm-hmm. for like R-rated stuff like this. Yeah. yeah
0: to distinguish Maybe. it like this isn't a Mickey th- Mickey has not seen this. He didn't approve this.
1: Right.
2: Yeah,
0: I we think we can
1: pretend there's nothing to do with us. Yeah. yeah. Yes.
2: I think uh I think so like searchlight stuff that'll be fine. I think Disney needs a prestige label and so they'll they'll continue to kind of like use use that label for like kind of those more indie films. I even think I I don't know what happens to Blue Sky. That's the one I'm a little worried about is like if you're Disney, do you really need another animation studio or do you just absorb those people into Pixar maybe? Just, you know, Pixar gets a lot bigger and starts increasing their output. Like what do you what do you do with those guys, you know?
0: Yeah. Who the fuck owns Peabody and Sherman? <laughs> Sorry, never mind. Keep going. Good yeah. A licensed uh, movie to Dreamworks produced under Fox. Yeah. Mm. But
2: overall, like for the big franchise stuff that has a name already, like the Alien stuff, like Die Hard, I'm not worried about it. I think Disney will be a good shepherd at that stuff. But yeah, I think so. it's the other stuff. It's the stuff yeah. that's just like a risk. Is it probably? Oh, that's, that's what we were thinking. Because my
1: my franchises for the rest of time.
0: What's gonna happen to Taxi starring Queen Latifah and Jimmy <laughs> Fallon? No, no. Something I wasn't fucking around about. My friends' daughters really like Trolls. And, yeah. And that's tro- a great movie. And and, and Trolls uh, oh no that's another Dreamworks property I guess. Jesus. But it was uh, distributed yeah, by one, Fox. That that's that's para- I think that's Paramount. Dreamworks? But just but just like hypothetically, no it's 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 distributed by Fox. Uh, but like hypothetically, what the fuck do you think Disney does with Trolls? They have 16 other more popular franchises ahead of it. Will they ever get to it? Will your daughter ever get to see more of it even though that's that's been vaguely promised? It's strange. Well, in a world where Disney owns Coco, what do you do with Book of the Dead, <laughs> which they oh, now own, no. which was a
2: Fox movie?
1: Oh my
0: God. That's so uh, weird. They own their own imitators. Crazy.
1: <laughs> Book of Life is good, man. A Book of
2: Life. Sorry. Yeah. I said Book of the Dead. Book of Life yeah. beat Coco to the theater,
0: though. By a
1: couple, a couple years. Yeah. 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 And it's pretty dang good. Yeah. I like it. Yep. Oh.
0: My oh. God. This is so confusing. And I, I don't see how any good, there's no good that can come of one company owning this much stuff. There's only so yeah. much somebody can handle. I, like, if you're the president of the company, you should have some knowledge of what you're making. And, and now we're at a point where you can't trust Bob Iger to know everything in production. That's, that's, mm. that's, that's, nope. that's silliness. Like, especially because, isn't he retiring soon? Like, he, he did one of those things where he's announcing, he already announced his eventual retirement date, I thought. And this puts, the Disney as the producers of the new Mega Man movie. Good lord. <laughs> I couldn't get any worse for that guy. <laughs> in adaptations, Jesus. Anyway, oh my god, this is it's a lot to wrap your head around. I feel yep. I, I feel like we're old and like young kids aren't sweating this at all. Who cares? They, they were never gonna make another home alone. You're right. Be quiet. I'm nervous. Yeah.
1: yeah I guess so, but yeah, it's, it's i it's I pretty much feel like you were saying this like they don't have enough people to take care of all the things now. Yeah. Right. Which
2: which means the stuff will get neglected. Or so one silver lining, they might sell
0: rights to things they might just yeah. sell off yeah. certain things I, to others you're to. Right. I bet they will especially because like just thinking about superhero movies well now they have Kingsman in an adaptation of one of my favorite comics irredeemable about what happens when Superman doesn't want to be the shepherd of humanity and turns against it um, why make that movie why make a non-Marvel superhero movie why would you do that why make yeah. a big budget non-Marvel superhero movie so it's just gonna hopefully it gets sold and made somewhere else otherwise it just sits there it just sits there Mm-hmm. it's a yeah. fucking bummer yeah.
2: which that's the sad thing is sometimes companies will just let it sit there because you know it, there's no risk of it becoming a competitor at that point if you don't let anyone else you know mm-hmm. hollywood does this all the time they'll buy yeah. the rights to something just to sit on it it's like, no, rumored that's I
0: what fox watch. did with fucking watchmen <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 i don't know this is all too strange and, and the and especially i do love the idea that deadpool is the only fox hero making the cut in the, in the Disney world.
2: Or the immediate future, right? That's what they said.
0: They're, how are they going to get... Unless his third movie's really bad, they'll never get rid of him. But he's also the perfect character to do that with.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he can he can break the fourth wall and, yeah. and have some commentary about it. He
0: can it. even have like characters from the previous movie show up in his movie to make a joke. Hmm. Well,
2: Fantastic Four fans, I fucking hope it was Woo! worth
1: it. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, actually.
1: It'll finally work out for those guys. So yeah. Poor... Poor dears.
0: As a big Fantastic Four fan, anywhere but Fox, man, I'm I'm very happy about that. But let us know what Fox movies you like. Seriously, it's 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 hard to think of them. I don't know if anyone says, yeah, I mostly just watch Fox movies. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no one really says anything like that. But movies made by Fox, some of them are incredibly special. Um, I, I just know, like, just because of the deal HBO had, I pretty much grew up on Fox shit in the late 90s. Like, just because I... I was bombarded with it. Yeah, I'll watch nine months for the third time today. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Fox. Uh, but yeah, like, let us know in the comments or on, on on Facebook or in the Laser Time Facebook community. Matt, where can people find you, buddy? You put all this together. They can hear me every Friday on Vigi Game
2: Apocalypse, the Laser Time Network show dedicated to that pastime we all know and love and know as Vigi Games, with my co-host. Uh, Mr.
0: Diana Goodman Michael Raparez yes and see if I actually go about returning Seiko shadows die twice I've <laughs> had a rough weekend with that thing uh, and and yeah and Diana where can people find you
1: uh, they can find me every week on 30 2010 where we look back on that particular week 30 years ago 20 years ago and 10 years ago in movies and music and TV and such and oh man this week is the
0: biggest week ever just saying oh, it's
1: So good
0: no, it, it is so good. I watched two, both. All, my whole weekend was watching thirty twenty ten classics.
1: Oh yeah, I watched a whole bunch. But as we're getting into the summer, we're going to hit uh, a couple franchises.
0: Tis the year of the Matrix.
1: Yeah. No, it year, is like, tis tis 99. the week of the
0: Matrix. This week is the Matrix. The, the
1: Matrix. It oh, is shit. the week of the Matrix. But uh, and then coming up, we've got a couple franchises that some of which are now owned by Disney. We get <laughs> Indiana Jones: the Last Crusade owned wow. by disney and batman not owned by disney. i'd like
2: to make you guys an offer how about if i just come on every 30 2010 and do does do my does disney own this segment uh for everything you talk about because i, ha- I be had on to triple
0: check list. just because like uh w- one of our movies diana is heathers baby i just watched yes. heather's. uh and i didn't know that's a roger corman movie <laughs> what it is yeah <laughs> technically it
4: is kind of Concord <laughs>
0: yep And then it it ties it all together. We got
2: Roger Corman, Fantastic Four,
0: bringing it all around. right? And we are supported by Patreon.com slash Time. All of these people you've heard have done extra shows with us on the recent. Uh, We just talked about Captain Marvel with Maddie. Uh, We should be talking about, we just saw uh, Jordan Peele's Us, which was, I had a phenomenal time with. We'll have a light spoilery discussion on bonus time for you this week as well as maybe a look at Isn't it Romantic, another movie we saw this week. Uh, hopefully we can return to some uh, movie commentaries because I would love to watch The Matrix for a third time this like this month. I am not kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm having a great time. I, I cannot wait to talk to you about The Matrix, but there's over a hundred full-length movie commentaries over there. If you don't want to become a patron for the price of one of those stupid four for four deals at every fast food restaurant in the universe, it's just five bucks won't cost you nothing. It'll keep all of us floating, afloat eating our equipment up to date. Um, you can buy movie commentaries a la carte at lasertime.bandcamp.com. And we have some uh, special limited series coming at you very soon. And I want you guys to get excited for that because it has ruined my YouTube algorithm and it better be <laughs> worth it. Okay, but that is it for us. Um, let us know your favorite Fox movie, Lasertime Facebook community, Laser Time Facebook, Twitter, uh, Lasertime Show, and uh, lasertimepodcast.com. I would love to see if we're missing any classic Fox movie. Di, did you did you say any older Fox movies you thought were amazing that you
1: can think of? Um, uh, There's a bunch of John Fords and uh, some uh, Joseph Mankiewicz's I like. We got some All About Eve, uh, My Darling Clementine, yeah. one of the best Westerns ever made, man.
0: Oh, great. And Steven Spielberg's upcoming remake of West Side Story will now also be a Disney Yay. movie. <laughs> oh, okay, but that is it for us. Thank you guys so much. Listen...
4: For
0: Listen. When you're a mouse. You're a mouse all the way, from
2: your first cigarette to your last dying day.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, that is it for us. Thank for you
2: for bonus time. Where Diane and I will just do Showtimes for an hour, for Showtunes for an hour
0: straight. Disney also owns Showtime. Yes, uh,
2: the- <laughs> they own Homeland, which is what we cheered on Showtime.
0: Wow. Fuck me. All right, we're out of here. Love you. Thanks, you guys so much. Patreon.com/slash/LaserTime. Peace.